0: You
1: think she's good enough welcome to yes mother podcast where we cover the A&E show Bates motel today we will be discussing the season 5 episode 2 um, titled the convergence of the Twain
2: I'm sue
3: I'm did you think <laughs> I I had a really weird experience watching this episode maybe not a weird experience I had a like I don't I don't know how to explain it um I was so stressed out from the second Caleb got off that bus until the end <laughs> that I seriously like I'm like I don't know if I'm emotionally going to be able to handle the season. Like I've been all bravado and tough guy about, you know, <laughs> this, where the season's going and people seeing Norma and seeing the truth and that it's going to be horrible. I mean, I've said it's going to be horrible, but I'm like, I can't wait. Mm-hmm. I had some humble pie. I don't know why, but this really stressed me out. Like, fully emotionally stressed me out thinking about caleb discovering norma it really hit me hard and it was a tough first watch i was just almost in a panic it was weird
2: interesting
3: <laughs> and i'm just like i don't know i'm not gonna be able- i am not emotionally ready to handle um romero Finding I was going to
1: say, what are you going to do if Romero know. has that moment or Dylan?
3: I don't know. Is anyone else with me here? It was really, really hard to watch that. I
1: was more like just intrigued and kind of on the edge of my seat, but I certainly wasn't like panicky or stressed out. Just more.
3: This it took is just me by surprise.
1: Fascinating. <laughs> you know?
3: Yeah, it took me by surprise. It got real.
1: Well, yeah, it's just a TV show.
3: Well,
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I mean, these are characters we've grown to love, you know, Sans, Caleb. But
3: yeah, I had a hard time distancing myself from that for whatever reason. I don't know if I was in a particularly weird mood on Monday night. Uh-huh. I don't know. I like it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm sorry, yeah. <laughs> I was like, it was difficult and hard for you, but...
3: No, I, it was, but it um, it got I, over, and it was okay. Right. And, and then I watched it again yesterday, and it was not nearly as hard, because I already knew right how it was going to play out.
1: Well... I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but I think
2: it's just going to get worse.
3: <laughs> I know, I know. That's, I think that was part of it, too.
2: <laughs>
3: it was that moment where you have, like, you're about to go on, like, the world's scariest roller coaster, and you're, like, all bravado. Yes. But there's a little bit of anticipation, but you're mostly bravado. Right. And then you're on it, and you're going up that first hill, and you you're like... Let me off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I changed my mind. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's what happened. It was just kind of that.
1: I gotcha. I gotcha. I know and the feeling. I got to do it okay, I, and
3: I was excited.
1: Yeah. I've been that way watching shows, you know, where I think I had that a couple times, like during the Breaking Bad series and a couple times during, like, Walking Dead, where you're just like, oh, man, <laughs> you know? Oh, Yeah. I'm in, but I'm terrified,
3: <laughs> yeah, there were definitely moments like that with breaking bad,
1: yeah, so well,
3: good times, good times, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna like be in a fetal position during the Romero one, so <laughs> Because <laughs> Caleb, I really don't care that much about.
1: Right, right. Oh, and we have Dylan, too. Yeah, that's... Oh, man.
2: I can't wait.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I'm a little humbled. (laughs) I still can't wait, but it's going to be tough.
1: Yep. So, well, should we get on to the comment cards? Yes. All right. Um... We got one from Mallory a few days ago, kind of with theories from having seen the first episode, I think. Um, She says, hey, so I was just listening to the recap episode and started thinking, you know how in Psycho, Norman has dead Norman on the bed and he carries her around? Maybe he started with having her in the freezer, but he wants to be able to bring her around physically. So he has to taxidermy her. And Kayla comes in, and when this is happening – and Kayla comes in when this is happening. Because from the preview, it looks like he is standing opposite of his work table, and that's why he becomes so emotional and screams, Norman. I don't know, but I keep thinking at some point, Norman is going to wind up in her bed. And they have had a lot of quick camera pans to the bed. And every time I keep waiting for that creepy AF indent that you see in the movie –
3: that indent is bad
1: it is and is it there in this episode when Caleb is in the bedroom looking for Norma when he goes to the house the first time Uh it does a quick shot of the bed and I swear there are two indents in it Really? yes
3: huh I didn't notice that
1: yeah I don't know could have just been me wanting there to be <laughs> because of the movie, but I swear it's there. Um, she says, it is just a theory, but how crazy would that be? I don't think they're going to ignore the whole taxidermy aspect of it. Ha ha. Here's to guessing. Mallory.
3: Thanks, Mallory. Um, Well, we got the emotional screaming of Norman question answered. Yep. Uh, I don't know. I have great hope seeing that Lost Art of Mummification book. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
3: yeah,
1: and I I think there is going to be some having her around the house. I don't know. Yeah, I
3: do too. I One thing is I forgot to check, but I was going to see if there's any uses for luminol that could possibly be some sort of preservation like <laughs> if he's doing the um the book the lost art of mummification
2: mm-hmm.
3: who knows you know maybe luminol has some sort of maybe you know, mummification includes a lot of pickling of organs <laughs> things right I just, right i don't know
1: i don't know i'm i'm going the luminol, I'm going with, like, the simplest theory. He just wanted to make sure all that blood splatter was cleaned up from Jeez. killing.
3: Yeah, that is interesting that it be the mother for And it just ended up so. in the
1: bedroom because he still had it in his hand when he got home, and I don't know. He was in a blackout. Yeah. You know, I just – I'm going the Occam's razor. Simplest explanation.
3: <laughs> yeah, that's probably true. But maybe we'll be –
1: Maybe we'll get a different...
3: This is a drama. That doesn't always mean Occam's Razor. <laughs> True.
1: <laughs> True.
3: Yeah, but thanks, Mallory. Mm-hmm. We always like to hear the theories. All right, should we move on to this week's feedback? Yep. Um, this one comes from Julia. Her title is, I'm in love with the poeticism of the Yep titles.
2: <laughs>
3: I guess this is a nice time to... Uh, address the title, The Convergence of the Twain, which I called it something else. I tried to remember. Meeting? The Meaning of of the the Twain twain or
2: something.
3: Not as poetic. (laughs) No. (laughs) (laughs) But I think we're all assuming it comes from the uh, East is East, West is West, and never the twain shall meet.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's letting us know, I think it's like alluding to I think this line between Norma and Norman is getting fuzzier.
3: Oh,
1: you know what I mean. I, I think was they're... looking
3: at Caleb and Chick.
1: Oh, interesting.
3: I didn't. Even, I, that's funny because I didn't even think of. But that's probably more it.
1: Yeah, I think I think Norma and Norman are the twain, and. And I think it's there's going to be an evolution of just where there's just not going to be a big difference between the two anymore.
3: Could the convergence of the twain be seeing Norman in the wig?
1: Possibly, yeah.
3: Do you think that's um, something that's, could that have been his first time? I mean, he obviously has purchased the wig.
1: It could be a wig that she had. It wouldn't surprise me if Norman had some wigs.
3: Hmm, that's true. You know, true. I wonder, I'm just I'm just thinking now, I wonder if that was his first time actually physically putting the dress on. I if we're going with
1: the title in that aspect, I would say yes. And that's the convergence moment right there. Cool. And just the line between the two that separates the two in his head is just going to get weaker and weaker to where it's not going to take something like a stressful moment or a reminder ever to click him into that norma mode. It's just going to, he's just going to like flowy back and forth, you know? (laughs) 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 Let's
3: see. So let's map it. He, uh... He had that experience in the restaurant, in the bathroom with the water on his face. Did you notice? Yes. Splashing water on his face. Here comes Norma. huh. Uh. And then she gets in the car. They speak. And then all of a sudden, he goes into that bar and he is Norma. And yeah. Did he just stay Norma? I think so. I Well,
1: so I wanted to talk to about that. he was having a fairly
3: long uh, blackout.
1: The first time I saw it. He kind of walks into the bedroom, and he's just kind of got that Norma walk. You know when he's Norma. Yeah. Um, Like he knew the instant he walked in the bar, he's Norma. Um, But when he took the dress out of the closet and looked in the mirror, it was him. Oh, really? It wasn't her. So then I'm like, oh, was he just a little drunk? And that's why he was walking like that. You know, I mean, Norman's not a drinker, so a couple, who knows how many glasses of brandy or bourbon he had, but two or three to a young non-drinker could make you a little stumbly, you know.
3: Um, He had also had wine with dinner, didn't they, or a dinner. second bottle?
1: That's right. Well, I have a feeling his date drank most of it. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I was going to say, I guess we don't know how much of all that he drank, but
1: some. But I, I thought it was interesting when he looks in the mirror, because he holds the dress up to himself and looks in the mirror. It's his reflection, and I would have expected it to be her.
3: Oh, you're right. So is that all you're basing it on? Or what about his, like, acting style? Was it Normany or more Norma? Well, it,
1: I thought it was Norma until... It wasn't her in the mirror, so then I was like, well, maybe he's just a little tipsy. And that's why he kind of walked a little strange when he walked into the room. Do you know what I mean?
3: Yeah, and I have a feeling... So I kind of I mean, think... We saw him drink some beers in, like, season two, but I don't think he imbibes much at all. No, I don't think so. So this was a big night of drinking. Right. So I don't know. It's... I just wonder if alcohol has some sort of weird – it's got to, I would imagine.
1: Sure. Even the most sane mind, alcohol affects a little bit, Yeah. you know, decision-making and whatnot. But I don't know. I just found it really interesting that it wasn't her looking back in the mirror holding the dress up, that it was him. Because then I was like, okay, so it's not head Norma. It's it's him – wanting to put on her dress. And I don't know what that means.
3: (laughs) I don't know, though. Maybe they just didn't take that. Although you think they would have.
1: You think they would have.
3: But they did it so much during the bar scene. Yeah. You know? I think that's a Carrie Aaron question. I think so. I'm going to ask her.
2: Yeah.
3: I'm going to ask her right now. Maybe she'll solve it while we're... She's usually pretty quick. <laughs>
1: so Okay, you want to go on to Julia's?
3: I'll get past her title this time. <laughs> okay, moving on. She says, Hi guys, my life has actually calmed down a lot this past week and I was able to sit down and direct my full attention debates. Here are some thoughts I had during the episode. Between Caleb, Madeline, and Chick, I think Norman and Norman's names were said more times than any other episode ever. I didn't notice <laughs> at all. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Caleb
1: said both names quite a bit running through the house.
3: Yeah, I suppose so. Uh, my face and... Oh, my heart and face and ribs hurt for Romero. <laughs> yeah, he... I did not like seeing Romero get beat up. Mm-mm. Batman. And he put up a nice... No, he batmaned it out for a second but that guy was really big yeah i was um norman's a stalker yes he is (laughs) and madeline needs to run like now and fast (laughs) (laughs)
2: yes
3: (laughs) david davidson is sam loomis didn't see that one coming that was sarcasm i did (laughs) (laughs) it's honestly scary how identical madeline is to norma the actress is doing a fantastic job at embodying Norma's persona while still creating a new and very different character. You can also say the same for Vera Formiga as Head Norma. Yeah. yeah. Madeline's doing
1: great. Yep, I like her.
3: Uh, I found it odd but endlessly entertaining that Norman was imagining Head Norma studying French. But why, Norman? <laughs> oh, oh, my man. word. Absolutely endlessly entertaining. I just love <laughs> that she was all French this episode. Why? I know it's so bizarre
1: <laughs> is it just like the guilt he feels and so he's got to come up with things that will entertain her I mean it
3: that makes it's
1: just so a weird. amount
3: of sense and yeah the fact that she kind of throws it in his face also makes <laughs> a certain kind of sense you know that it's that's his so guilt yeah, we'll we'll talk more about French Norma. <laughs> <for Yeah. sure. laughs> okay. Chick says Norman almost as much as Caleb says Norma after he knocks on the door. Jeez, have some patience and wait for someone to answer the door. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
3: I
1: agree. That's such a TV movie trope, isn't it? I oh mean- yeah,
3: just like knocking and then being like, no one came in the first one second. I know. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's weird. I mean, I know. it I don't know. We had to hear Chick's voice so that we knew it was him at the door. I don't know. Yeah. But
2: it's a trope.
3: Definitely. Chick brought apples. They're not Arkansas blacks, but apples are apples. And leaves are leaves. And leaves are leaves.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, I like that little... Detail, but with the apples, it was cute.
2: And,
1: oh, uh, just one of my all time favorite chick moments happened in this episode, too.
3: My all time favorite chick outfit happened in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> it was the apple. It was the apple outfit.
1: <laughs> it was a great one. The fur.
3: Yeah, that little fur cape thing and the hat. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> they <were so> amazing. <laughs>
1: oh man, the the costume person must have so much oh, fun my with Jack. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I can just imagine there's endless giggling when they're dressing him.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I
2: know.
3: <laughs> oh, I forgot my favorite part. He had a bangle too.
2: A what?
3: He had that hat. He had the cape, the fur cape, and he had a bangle. that That's a type of bracelet that's just, like, uh, loose and hard. Oh, oh, oh. I, I don't think I noticed that. Rewatch it. It's amazing. I will. It's just a single bangle. <laughs> <laughs> Why? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um... Okay, you haven't had apples until you've had Lady Anne apples. Oh, Chick didn't say that. I must have been confusing apples with boar jerky. <laughs> he likes apples, too. It's not all the jerky. I can see him being an apple guy. Hey, Chick's
1: a complex guy.
3: He's totally complex. <laughs> and I bet they've had apple conversations previously. <laughs> <laughs> I bet they have. But it's not... It's not set in stone that they have it's not like just because he brought him apples they have but i just feel like they both know their apples and they both have talked about it (laughs) to each other (laughs) that is something i totally buy yep okay first the mechanic at the gas station in season two now the king's motel guy why does everyone in white pine bay care so much about who caleb's sister is Okay, I am guessing right now Julia has never lived in a small town. (laughs) Nope. (laughs) Because that is not a movie trope. (laughs) Nope. (laughs) If someone says they're in town visiting your sister, their sister, and they're a stranger to you, and you're in a small town, you are 100% surely that guy's going to ask who your sister is.
1: Yep. We grew up in a small town, I would guess roughly the size of White Pine Bay. Mm -hmm. And that would definitely have happened.
3: Yeah. For sure. You don't get around that stuff.
1: Nope. (laughs)
3: Plus, it's just
1: kind of a hotel clerk's duty to ask questions. Hmm, True. Why are you in town? You doing something fun? Blah, blah, blah. You know?
3: Yeah, that's like desk clerk 101. It is. All right. So that's my answer to that. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Small town. <laughs> All right. Sam Loomis is an ass. Yes, I agree. For the first time ever, I actually feel sorry for Caleb. I feel like a crappy person, but I just can't help it. How about you, Sue? Um, not. I I felt sorry for, like,
1: the situation.
3: It was really sad seeing him find out from yeah. the
1: desk clerk. I mean, no matter how much I dislike someone, I'm never going to be like, oh, good, their sister died and they're sad.
2: <laughs> 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 you
1: know, because yeah. I have a soul. and <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, I felt bad that, you know, this sister that he loved so much, you know, no matter how creepy that love is, it's hard seeing someone find out that died, you know. Yeah. You know, so, yeah. And it's I felt just,
3: it's, it was such a, someone like Caleb finding out that Norma's dead is just, you know, it's got to be one of those, like, coming from Dylan, have him sit down. You right. Know, and break it to him. It just, it was really awful. that
1: Well, he had to find out from a stranger, you know. Yeah. I mean, it certainly didn't, turn my mind around on my feelings for Caleb I still can't stand them but right but sure yeah that's
3: that's a crappy situation agreed um next she says Sam Loomis is an ass <laughs> uh and then she does some quotes and don't smoke okay Norman walks out head Norma grabs a cigarette so Norma of head Norma <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> now,
1: I found it a little odd that there would be a Norma scene without Norman being in the room. <laughs> uh, know what I mean?
3: <laughs> yeah, you're right. That is weird.
1: Yeah, but it was funny.
3: Yeah. Huh. Yeah, it kind of was that kind of something we got in Buffy a few times where a dream would happen and a scene would happen where the dreamer's not in it. Yes. And it's kind of like, what is that? <laughs> yeah. It's like, um. It reminds me of that situation. <laughs> but I guess if she's a fully fleshed out character of her own, his mind could has to walk in on it. So, yeah, it's weird. <laughs> weird. It's weird that he leaves the things house and we still about.
1: see her sitting there and grabbing the cigarettes. Because it's like. Yes. She's his imagination. <laughs> so I guess he's just imagining her doing that and they decided to put it in.
3: Yeah, I guess so. Okay. Um Is Chick writing the twistiest novel ever or just journaling? Well, if we could believe Ryan Hurst's tweets sounds like he's doing some sort of journaly memoir. Yep. If he's short on money. I could see him actually doing a memoir, not just journaling. <laughs> Just if you've got, got someone
1: like Norman Bates in your life, how could you not <laughs> write about
3: it? goldmine.
1: <laughs> You're almost obligated to.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and I got to say, before the... Uh, <laughs> <obligated> <laughs> 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 before the tweet, I thought he was writing a novel based on Norman, just kind of using him as a muse. Same. So now I'm not... 100% positive but
1: I mean in my mind he was writing the book psycho.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. I wanna read anything chick writes.
1: Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> I wish he was real.
3: <laughs> <We do>. <laughs> <laughs> um and she says head norma is like a joy a delightful horrifying scrumptious mix of norma norman and mother all in one. <laughs> She's, yeah, great. she is great. uh Sam Loomis is an ass. <laughs> Are you gonna be one of those guys? What do you mean gonna be <laughs> <laughs> That was so great <laughs> <clears throat> after four years, I finally started to feel a little sympathy for Caleb. Then Chick said, raped your sister, and I threw open my mouth. Just no. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I love that Chick said that. <laughs> I know. <laughs> He's gotten a lot of miles out of that information. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> With both halves. Um, can you tell I'm really not the biggest fan of Sam Loomis so far? <laughs> yeah, I don't think anyone is. Nope. The basement scene was so short, but so freaking awesome. Did y'all see the next week on promo? I have a feeling that next week's episode will go down as one of my all-time favorites. I did. Did you watch it? I
1: did. I went onto a and website and watched it. Okay.
3: We'll talk about that at the end. Um, this season is off to a killer. Most overdone Bates Motel pun ever. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Killer start, and I just know they're going to go out with a bang. Uh, happy Mardi Gras from New Orleans. Julia in the Razor Clam Room. Oh, I didn't know Julia was from New Orleans. Nope, I didn't well, either. Well, that is not a small town, and you probably don't ask much about who your sister is if you're
1: in <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Not when you live in a town like New Orleans. No way. Yep. I love that place.
3: Well, I've never been, but I've always wanted to. So. That's where
1: Cam and I honeymooned. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, well, thanks, Julia. Yep. Happy Mardi Gras to you too.
3: Yeah, indeed. Mardi Gras comes and goes in Utah without much. Uh, you would never know what happened if you didn't watch the news or anything. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I've just had little, like uh, Mac- Mike Patton. We're friends on Facebook, and he's. Uh, I think he's in Tennessee or something. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Mike, if I'm getting this wrong. I think
1: he's from Tennessee.
3: But he just talks about, he's just tweeted a few pictures that like, king cakes are everywhere. Like he can't get away from them. <laughs> and I'm just like, well, if you went to Harmon's right now, you might be able to find a king cake, maybe.
1: Maybe one. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but no, it doesn't reach over here. Nope.
1: <laughs> anyway. Nope. Um, okay, our next comment card is from Daniel, and he says, Hey, Sue and M, trying to short this up to do my part to spare you so much lengthy feedback. (laughs) (laughs) This episode felt a lot more riveting than the last, despite being light on my preferred viewing, extended canoodling sessions between Norman and Mother. (laughs) 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 Um... Caleb's surprise visit was a nice device to show us more of what the house really looks like. A bowl full of dog food that will never be eaten has got to be the saddest thing.
3: Oh, man. Oh, yeah. That was the thing out of all of it that struck me the hardest, too. Yep. Just keeps filling that bowl with dog food.
1: I know. And it's just all over the floor.
3: How does he not see that?
2: It just... (laughs) Arrgh! (laughs)
3: yeah you just wonder how there has to be times because dishes were in the dish rack drying there has to be times where he does some sort of cleanup I know I know so when does he not when does he not see the like squeaky clean thing we saw so much last week I don't know very strange to think about.
1: Unless he just is in mother mode sometimes and just eats dinner and does the dishes like she would have done.
3: Yeah, that's you the only know? thing I can think of. Yeah.
1: <clears throat> but the dog food thing, it's like he keeps adding dog food to the bowl. It's 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 not emptying. <laughs>
3: but if he's seen the alternate reality. Yeah, I guess so. Then he's putting dog food in an empty... Uh, Yeah, true.
1: Yeah. Man. (laughs) I love it. Um. (laughs) Um, Daniel says, um, liking Mother's shade of red lipstick. (laughs) If only Norman would have gotten to put it to good use sometime this episode. And no, I don't mean wearing it.
2: (laughs) I do. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
1: I love the random little vignettes Norman projects for mother to do in the house. One interesting quirk of Vera's performance this season is the doll-like way she fell surprisingly quiet a few times in response to Norman. Not usually a woman of few words. Perhaps it's a light touch to distinguish her from the flesh-and-blood Norma, who always stole the show with her theatrics.
3: Yeah, I mean, the interesting Norman, do you still like me? Oh, was man. So strange.
1: There's something so bizarre going on between these two. Yeah. You know, we'll we'll talk about it in the recap, but
3: yeah. Cuz I have some thoughts.
1: There, yeah, the that relationship we're is cycle. is changing, you know. Mhm.
3: Mhm.
1: And she fell quiet really any time he mentioned Romero. <laughs>
3: All I could think of was your fan fiction. <laughs> <laughs> Setting it up to for you to knock it out of the park. <laughs> yeah, she always, yeah, that is a complex little it thing is, going on.
1: It is. Because it's like, she's always pretty quippy and pretty quick with her remarks back to him. But man, every time he mentioned Romero... She would just be kind of quiet and look at him. And it's like, Norman doesn't know how to answer that question, I guess. like,
3: Yeah, because I think on some level, he just believed that she'd never really loved him. Mm-hmm. But, you know, on a level he did. And that's what that's the time he threw up. And, you know, right, right. It just really upset him because he really knew it was true. Right. So
1: he can't say no for her, but he doesn't want to say yes. And so he just makes her sign. it's just really interesting. I oh, it's very strange. It is. Um. He says, I love that Norman and Norma have a shared headstone <laughs> and joint grave.
2: <laughs> My words. <So> oh, amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so
1: funny. <laughs> uh-huh. The dedication he had engraved was perfect. Also, Mother's adorable undercover outfit is the greatest thing. Oh, loved it.
3: Yes, it was.
1: <laughs> he says, the worst thing, that agonizing fucking cliffhanger. I mean, at least let us have the satisfaction of Mother finally killing Caleb after all
3: that buildup. I loved the cliffhanger.
2: Yeah.
1: Oh, I it's agonizing, it. but as a cliffhanger should
2: be. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Definitely, <laughs> but I like that he didn't kill him because we're just going to get more like shenanigans.
1: Yep. Yeah.
3: <laughs> and chicks in on these shenanigans. Oh guys. man, <laughs> we are in for a ride.
1: <laughs> we so are. <laughs>
3: <laughs> did you listen to the interview I posted? The interview podcast.
1: Um. When did you post it? Uh,
3: last week. It was Freddie and Carrie Aaron.
1: Oh, no, I think I missed that.
3: Oh, you need to watch that. Oh, okay. It's just, it was a podcast done. I can't remember now, like Vanity Fair or something. Oh, okay. And so I put it on our um, Facebook page, and it's just, it's that magazine just doing a little interview with Carrie and Freddie, and it's so good.
1: Oh, I remember seeing it. I was at work when you posted it. And I was like, oh, I got to listen to this when I get home. And I guess I forgot.
3: Yeah, it's really worth listening to. Um,
2: okay.
3: I don't think this is much of a spoiler, but they start talking about Chick. And Freddie specifically mentions episode three is like, I forget what he says, but apparently it's like Chick shines.
2: <laughs> oh, Yay.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so when I heard that, I was like a little like, oh, that means that we're not going to see Chick until episode three. And so I was really delighted to see him show up mm. in episode two.
1: Gotcha. Anyway.
2: <clears throat>
1: um, Okay. Daniel ends with what the bit. What was with Caleb saying? I was just with her son. He would have told me. We only ever saw him look around the house look around inside the house and leave. Deleted scene? Bad editing. Uh
3: Daniel, I don't know if you've now realized this. He
1: was talking about <laughs>
3: Dylan. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And you know what? I did that, too. The second he said that, I was like, you didn't see Norman. You didn't talk to him. And then I went, oh, he means Dylan.
1: Yeah, because Dylan's also her son.
3: <laughs> Daniel likes to forget about that. <laughs> it's all Norman, Norman. We know. <laughs> there is another son in there.
2: <laughs> so.
3: All right. Thanks, Daniel. Thanks, Daniel. Good hearing from you. Okay, Harold. He says, I'm busy today, so just a few random thoughts. Norma's epitaph was the most Norman thing ever. (laughs) I love that. It was. It was the most Norman thing in the world. Oh, my gosh.
0: It was so Norman
1: that as I was, like, reading it and writing it down, I could hear Norman saying it out loud.
3: (laughs) So... uh, well, uh, he goes on to say, I had to freeze frame and to read and savor it.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Yes. Um, I guess we can talk about it when we get to the scene. Yeah. I'll leave my headstone thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. I only watched the episode once. What do you think? Did Romero have a plan all along or did the idea get triggered when the orderly asked him whether one of the inmates found out he was a former cop? I feel like I watched him mentally come up with the plan on the spot. He paused. I I don't know his plan exactly, but he kind of he just thought on his feet. I I I am of the mind that when the order asked him that, he took a good five second pause, and then I saw some sort of acting. Mm-hmm. So I think it was triggered,
1: like the plan to talk to his lawyer to get transferred. Yeah, Mm -hmm.
3: yeah. I don't think he was. I don't
1: think that was plotting all along.
3: No, and that the lie that that guy knew he found out he was a cop. All of that, it it seemed he just like smartly
1: used it to his advantage.
3: Yeah. Yes, and came up with the plan right then. Um, On my second watch, I wondered if after he had been punched and it kind of pans out and you just kind of watch him sit there kind of like, I just got Mm -hmm. beat up. Dang it. (laughs) I wondered if maybe he came up with it then, but I really don't think so. I think it was triggered with that. Yeah. I
1: think if he came up with anything, then like when he's laying there after getting beat up, if, like, it sunk in, like, shit, what if I get killed here? I can't get my revenge on Norman. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Like because,
3: absolutely. Like, that's what sunk um, in at
1: that moment. Yeah. And that started.
3: I like that. I think it was more, uh, you know, like, I I think back on that, it's so episode three, when those guys are kind of giving them a hard time for, um talking to the DEA Mm -hmm. and he like just slams both their heads at the same time into the bar. Yes. It's amazing. I think that's the Romero that he's used to and expects himself to be. Right. And he's kind of in a new element. And this is probably, this is probably his first fight.
1: Probably. I
3: think that was his first altercation and it just got real. Right. Right. Is that I'm out of my well, he's here. in a very I vulnerable.
1: Be... I mean, there's nothing worse than being an ex-cop in a prison. You oh, know, yeah. I mean, all of those other people in prison are put in there by cops. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> so
1: I and I really think that the only thing that gets Romero up in the morning and gets him motivated to even live. Is so that he can kill Norman.
2: Mm-hmm. I think
1: that it, I think he has sheer revenge on his mind, and so he doesn't want to miss that chance. He doesn't want to take the chance of getting like beat up and like crippled or killed because he really wants to kill Norman.
3: Mm-hmm. Then Norman would win. Exactly. Okay, he said. I just loved everything that Vera did this week. Her scenes are the best. Yeah, French Norma was amazing. (sighs) Loved it. And her
1: outfit, like Daniel said, her outfit, her little black outfit with the hat in the...
3: Oh, Oh, it was totally like 30s movie. It was totally what Norman would dream up. (laughs) Yeah. You know, if he's going to imagine Mother slinking out and getting into, like, sneaky (laughs) situations into the restaurant, she's going to wear, like, noir, like... P.I. Totally. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) (laughs) From the 30s. (laughs) Okay. I am sure that I wasn't the only one who thought Caleb was going to be on the receiving end of Mother's Knife this week. I liked how the Caleb and Chick stories came together. If Caleb never gets out of the basement, this would provide Dylan and Emma yet another opportunity to go on with their lives in Seattle.
0: Mm-hmm. Good.
3: Oh yeah, I fully expected this to be Caleb's last
1: Yep, moment. me too. Uh
3: and definitely by mother's hand.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Okay, I thought it was pretty funny how Madeline set Norman up with a woman who was gorgeous, smart, independent and confident and he couldn't bother to notice her. As mother says, Norman, are you going to be one of those guys? <laughs> I disagree a little bit. I think they played that girl up. Of course, she was pretty and confident, but I think they played her up to be. Unwipable. I think they did for sure. I think she tried. She, you know, she was pretty certainly, but the smart, independent, and confident. I think the way that the actress conveyed them was in a false way. Mm-hmm. Like you could tell, she's a mess just below the surface. Yes, <laughs> and a kind of a thinly, thinly veiled. Yeah,
1: one. and just not Norma's Norman's type. Mm-hmm. Especially when she talked about her dislike for, like, foreign movies subtitles. and subtitles. It was just like, yeah, yeah, nope.
3: But I could see her with Sam. He said, like, something like, yeah, I can't even Yeah, exactly. Really. <laughs> I was like, you two yes. can go off. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've been thinking about who will be the person to bring Norman down. Sam Loomis, Jake, Caleb, Romero, or Dylan are the most likely suspects. But I'm rooting for it to be Emma. <laughs> I Love that idea. <laughs> that's amazing.
1: Yeah. I they are all good suspects.
3: Yeah, and that's I, I don't think it's Sam. I don't No.
1: It's it's gotta be someone closer to Norman. It's gotta be Dylan or Emma. Or Romero. Yeah. I'm I'm taking Caleb out of the picture. I don't think it's gonna be him.
3: Caleb's going Yeah. If he's not dead already, he's uh he's not long for nope. this world. <laughs> he's he's got just the smack of like see ya later, Kenny Johnson.
0: Right. right.
3: <laughs> this seemed like a swan song episode yes. for him. Obviously I think he's They didn't like show him dead because I think he's coming back at least some little storyline. And he may be, I'll talk about it later, but. He may be back for five minutes. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But he's not going to be the one. I don't think so. He doesn't deserve it. His character doesn't
1: deserve to be the one that brings Norman down.
3: No. No. And neither does Sam.
1: It's got to have someone who's got a lot more stake.
3: Sam's way too sushi. I don't know what's. I have no. He's a wild card. I have no idea what's going to happen with Sam. It's interesting, but I I do not have a prediction. Uh, Says it looks like next week is going to be awesome. That's what they tell us.
2: (laughs) 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 Yep.
1: All right. Well, thanks, Harold.
3: I guess we'll just play Matt Swedebeck. Okay. Hello,
4: Emily and Sue. And Sue and Emily, uh, Matt, feedback, episode two, season five, Bates Motel. Well, you know the show. You're podcasting about it right now. So not much happened in this episode, except that everything happened. (laughs) This was a real Norman gets around town kind of episode. First he goes to the prison. I don't know how far the prison is from town, but he, he gets all the way to the prison Probably goes through a strict screening process, gets pat down, gets checked for weapons, uh, has to wait around for Romero to be escorted to the visiting room just so that Norman can say, you tried to have me killed, didn't you? <laughs> well, it didn't work. I'm still here, and I'm crazier than it,
2: <laughs> it
4: was pretty great. Uh, I liked his dinner date scene, that uh, young actress has a very fetching norma louise lookalike. alike forgot to comment about that last time uh, and surprise surprise she's married to austin nichols and she dates one of those girls who's who's like movies with subtitles i mean i gotta read while i watch a movie oh brother <laughs> like no one's ever said that before so she's yeah just a ball of originality they bring up Norman's mother. Norman gets sad. He runs into the bathroom and starts to argue with her to get her to go out the window. I like to imagine that there's a guy in the bathroom stall who's like listening to this. Entire I thought conversation. of that. Too. <laughs> and he's like, wait, who's that guy talking to? Is he talking? Is he on the phone? Oh my god, he's talking to himself. Oh, this is creepy. And then he just like pulls his like knees like up on the on the toilet seat, like he doesn't want it. And Norman to look under the stall and see that there's somebody in the stall, so he's like balanced on the, uh, on the toilet, and then uh, his, his, his foot goes into the toilet bowl, and he's like, oh, oh did he hear
2: that? Oh, my foot's getting all wet. Uh,
4: what has happened. Um, I guess we'll just skip ahead to the, the very last scene where Bunkle is running about the house. Norman, Norman, where are you? Because this guy just he runs into people's houses and shouts names. That's, like, his favorite thing to do. And he goes into the basement, and he opens up the locker, and there, like, meat locker, cooler. And there, Norman, Norma, well, I think the same person at this point. There she is, all uh, preserved, and Norman, I guess, knocks him out somehow. But Chick's there, and that's funny, (laughs) because, like, he doesn't care. He doesn't care how crazy Norman is. It's, uh, it's all okay to him he's just happy to, uh, to have a friend in White Pine Bay because Chick needs a friend so <laughs> that's what this whole show is about it's about Norman Bates and this weirdo just just being friends and just hanging out and having fun <laughs> yep that's the show alright well I'll talk to you guys later uh, this was a fun one
3: right, bye. <laughs> bye I'd be okay with that show <laughs> I mean I like the show too Yep. I I have the feeling the chick stuff is a little more cash cow than friend. Oh, he's got a gold mind. <laughs> 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 so now I know when you know Ryan Hurst was saying that chick has alternative ulterior motives to be friends with Norman. It's money, and I didn't yep. suspect that one bit.
1: It's money. It's the book. It's the Taxidermy selling business, you know. Yeah. So,
3: oh my word, I love imagining that guy in the oh, stall terrified with his feet. <laughs> <off>.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that was great. <laughs> oh, that makes uh, laugh. <laughs> All right, well, thanks, Matt.
1: And
3: yeah, thank you as always.
1: Our Fun. last comment card is from vicky
3: we actually have another Twitter Twitter comment from me. Oh, okay.
1: Um, Vicky says, hi, Em and Sue. I thought Chick was funny when he's peeling the fruit and was just tossing the skin on the floor. He didn't care where the skin landed.
3: I. What, what scene is this? <laughs> this is at the bar when he finds Caleb, and I did not know that was fruit. I thought <laughs> it was, <laughs> it was like, like peanuts or something or shells. I thought it was.
1: I thought it was hilarious. He Some was picking through nutshell. obviously leftover discarded, discarded something yes. that someone else was eating.
3: <laughs> yeah, like sunflower seed shells. It was something like that. Yeah.
1: Well, a lot of bars will have like Maybe a bowl of fruit. peanuts or sure. you know.
3: Yeah, but these look like cast off. Yeah,
1: this was he was rummaging through Garbage. someone else's discarded food. <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um
3: I'll have to watch it again. Maybe it was fruit.
1: Maybe it was kind of a dark scene.
3: Yeah.
1: Um, she says I was laughing when Norman yells, "Let's go in the basement." Then Chick also yells, "The basement it is." <laughs> was That's lonely. what I was talking about. That is like my all-time favorite Chick thing. Oh, <laughs> his mouth is all full of apple, he's like, "The basement it is." <laughs> he just plays along.
2: God, I love him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love him so much. <laughs> um, when Chick was in the bar,
1: he seems to be writing a book about the Bates. I guess he wants to cash in on the Bates' looniness. <laughs>
2: yeah. Right, yes. he <laughs> said. <don't mind. laughs>
1: um when Caleb was storming into the home after he finds out Norma is dead and he is looking for Norman, what did Caleb think he was going to do with Norman? Punch him out? I was hoping he would have called Dylan to tell him about his mother being dead. It's weird he didn't. Yeah, I I don't know. I think he was just out of his mind with grief and anger and was just going to do whatever happened.
3: <laughs> yeah, Caleb, not a thinker, <laughs> not a planner. <laughs> let's let's not give Caleb any credit for like having a plan, doing like <laughs> yeah, having a plan and doing the sensible thing. Let's never give him that credit. <laughs> <laughs> I do, though, agree
1: with Vicki. Um, I was kind of surprised that he didn't call Dylan as well but maybe maybe he doesn't have a cell phone maybe he doesn't know dylan's number it just i really thought that's how dylan was going to find out because dylan finds out we know this
3: it's possible there's a missing scene that we're going to find later that it happened in between those two things because the only other way
1: Dylan could find out, I'm thinking, is, is from Chick. Chick.
3: But Caleb makes a lot more sense because he was just with them. I'm sure, that he's, I'm sure they exchanged numbers so he can get a hold of it again. I don't know. Maybe not.
1: We'll see. I'm sure we'll see.
3: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, but it could be one of those things, like in a couple episodes, we'll see like a missing scene of Caleb calling right, Dylan. Right, right. And, like, Dylan's on his way now. Right. I I wouldn't give Caleb that much credit, but eh, maybe. Yeah. Maybe Chick finds Dylan's number in Caleb's pocket after Caleb's dead, and Chick calls Dylan.
1: Maybe, because if Caleb is dead, now Dylan's mom and dad are dead. Huh. Someone's got to tell Dylan. <laughs> You know? Yeah. Okay. Then she says, everyone knew that Norman was crazy, but nobody really did anything about it. Why would Caleb confront crazy Norman? Danger, Will Robinson. (laughs) Thank you, guys, (laughs) Vicki.
3: Caleb was out of his mind with Rage and Grief. He's just going to react. He's a
1: reactor. He's an impulse guy. He's not a thinker.
3: And He's been successful, I mean he beat up Kay. he beat up trick. he's a tough guy, right. even Norman at his craziest. I bet he fully expected he's a little guy. Norman is
1: right right I think
3: he wasn't scared one bit.
1: no, I don't think so. I don't think so,
3: so well, thanks, Vicky. <clears throat> yeah, thank you, okay. We're gonna go on to Twitter, okay, so she says. Hi, Sue and Emily. First off, yes, I am a woman. <laughs> Remember we were like eh, accidental <laughs> My name is Kale K A E L. Kale. Kael. Okay. We're gonna go with Kael. Kayle? Or maybe Kale. Uh she says but me taco works too. <laughs> I guess that was easier to pronounce unless I find out. <laughs> Differently. Okay. Says I'm usually sympathetic towards Norman, but I just wanted to reach through my screen and choke him when he said, "How's life to Alex?" He was at his smarmiest smugness. Oh man! At that prison, I wanted to punch him and choke oh, him. Oh, he just Norman's got some cojones
1: sometimes. It really oh, yeah. is surprising to me sometimes, like how brazen, just brazen and confrontational he can be with people like that. Yeah. Because, especially to Romero, who is not doing like a life sentence, you know, Romero's done at least half of his sentence, so he's going to be out soon, and he's already sent a hitman to kill Norman. Why would you antagonize him?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I don't
3: know. You know? (laughs) The mind of Norman Bates. I will not ever claim he didn't know. It. It's just <laughs> so shocking. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, he was chokeable and punchable in that prison. Yeah, sure. I mean, if Romero was... And I'm sympathetic to him towards... I'm, I'm sympathetic to him also. Right. I have my limits. Yes.
1: I mean, I can see confronting him like that. If Romero was in one of those sentences that's like, life without the possibility of parole... Sure. But, nope.
3: (laughs) Uh, Anyway. Says, I was a sobbing mess when Caleb broke down at Norma's grave. Did you get a little choked up, Sue? Come on, you can tell me. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Again, just by like, (coughs) like projecting my own feelings onto Mm -hmm. that kind of news and shock and but not not necessarily towards Caleb. Just just another human being being sad.
3: Yeah. About their lover or sister. <laughs> and or. Lover and or sister. <laughs> prefer. <laughs> no, I took it as more of a sister thing and it it made me sad. I didn't even tear no. up though.
1: I didn't get a lump in my throat or but, anything.
3: But it was no, it was hard to watch, to watch. just because you're watching someone grieve
1: and that's hard to watch no matter mm-hmm.
3: who they are. Uh, she says, I refuse to believe Emma went 18 months without asking Dylan to talk to Norma. <laughs> I don't know. I'm real confused about the whole thing. And after their last little talk, it's possible. They just went, nope. Yeah. After their talk, it made me realize that there was a time early on they could have just said nope to their extended family except for her dad. Right, right. I I agree. And, you know, 18 months just isn't
1: – it's not a lifetime. It's not that long. Mm.
0: You're right, and
1: yeah. Especially it's for getting... a couple who is new at being a couple. Then she's pregnant. He's got a good, you know. I think they just just wanted to ignore anything toxic in their lives.
3: Seattle bubble, you know? and you can get really wrapped up in yourselves when you're having. You, yeah, life.
1: absolutely. You know,
3: and moving to a new city. Uh, can do yeah, it.
1: those are all huge life changes. Moving in together, having a baby, having moving into a new place, a new city, a new job,
3: a new lungs. New lungs. I mean, these new are job. all.
1: Each one of those is a huge life-changing thing, let alone like six of them all at the same time.
2: So, (laughs) you know,
3: yeah. And you make a good point. 18 months isn't forever. I mean, we've been estranged from certain brothers and things. I mean, not out of like malice or anything, but they just live their own lives. And 18 months. Absolutely.
1: It happens. And you don't even realize it's been that long, you know? Uh So, I mean, if it had been like 10 years, yeah, but I don't know. 18 months, just eh.
3: Yeah. I mean, it's getting to the time where you might start
1: thinking about considering thinking about it. getting back in touch with them.
3: Yeah.
1: Now that the baby's born, the mm-hmm. lungs are in their place, you know. <laughs> but, yeah. So, I
3: don't find yeah, it hard to I can believe it, actually. Yeah. Um, mother smoking and being all French is the greatest thing ever. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> Alex, precious baby, please just die and be with your love. Here's what I'm hoping for. He'll Batman it up all season, but in the end, he won't kill Norman because he knows that's not what Norma would want. His last act of love. Then he'll either get killed or kill himself. Yeah, but as you know, I him yeah. to die too and just be yeah. with Norma. <laughs> um, Interesting thought that he would not kill Norman and I could see him doing that as an act of love for Norma, but it would be locking him up for time and all these right. <laughs> not just like you know what, I'm just gonna walk away from this house. <laughs> that would be irresponsible because he's killing people. Yeah.
1: I think if anyone survives this series it's Norman. I don't think he gets killed.
3: Yeah, I but I think it's gonna end like Psycho I think Day, so where he's current he's uh Permanently mother and permanently yep. locked up. Although, if you believe cycle 2 <laughs> to be canon, he does get released. Um, yeah, I
1: and I just don't see Romero killing himself either. I think Norman's going to kill him.
3: Yeah. No, I don't see a nope. suicide. And I don't want a suicide. That, no. That doesn't ring romantic to me, for whatever reason.
1: Yeah, I... Yeah.
3: Um... I really wish Chick would stop acting like such a victim, like he didn't set Caleb and Dylan up, refuse to pay them, and pull a gun on Caleb. Now he'll help Norman finish him off. I, upon rewatches, the first watch I had, I really thought he had set him up, but through rewatches and rewatching last season, I'm almost fully convinced he was as surprised as Caleb and Dylan that. They confronted him. Yeah. I don't believe for a minute, Chick. I don't think you did either. Rewatch those scenes, Miyako. And tell us what you think coming from a thought that um, what the guys said, it just didn't really sound... It sounded like they were jumping to conclusions. And... Then when you get Chick's reaction to the whole thing, yes, he pulled a gun on Kayla, but I would have too. He would not have pulled a gun on Dylan. I don't think so. Mm-mm. But I think I think there's more. I think there's more clues and more conclusion to be drawn to the fact that he actually did not set them up. He did not send them there to set them up. I don't believe that for a minute. I did when it first happened and I was so crushed that mm-hmm. chick would do that. Cause it just did not sound like chick. But then on rewatch, I'm like, you know what? He did not, he didn't set them up. He was surprised. He did not expect that to happen. Nope.
1: I don't think so either.
3: I don't think I ever thought that. So I think he is a victim. I'm okay with him acting like one. I am too. Um, and he may help Norman finish him off. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, Madeline is just the most adorable being. Sam, you don't deserve her. Totally yep. agree. Uh, by the way, Max Terio doesn't have a daughter, but a one-year-old son. Oh. Okay, so we just read something. We decided we're going to move to the back of the spoiler section at the yeah. end of uh, Meatacos' email. Because as we discussed it for a minute, we were like, wow, that probably is pretty <laughs> spoilery. <laughs> <laughs> so, but it's it's... It's speculation too, but right. it's enough that I'm gonna I'm not comfortable leaving it in the middle of a podcast where we try not to be spoiled. Agreed. Alright. Thank you. Mitako, let us know next time if you want to check into a room or anything. Yep. We'd be glad to yep. do that. And that's feedback.
1: Yeah. Thanks everyone. All right. Um oh, should we go over the room assignments real quick? Uh sure. Just to kinda see where we're at. Okay, so we're going to go over the room assignments real quick. Um, I carried everyone over who had a room last year into this season, but you keep your room if you start sending in feedback, and you motel people are not doing very good. (laughs) 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 So what we have so far is room number one is Harold, uh, room number four is Anna, room number eight is Becca, room nine is Carrie, room 10 is Mike, and room 11 is Flora. So Anna, Becca, Mike, Flora, if you want to stay at the hotel, we better, you're not going to be kicked out right away, but we'll see. <laughs> um, our B and B kids are doing awesome. Um, in the Mr. Sandman room, we have Iggy. Dream Lover room, we have Daniel. The Maybe This Time room, we have Candy. Little Teapot room is Cat. Chill Your Own Ass room is Matt A. Razor Climb room is Julia, and the Candy Corn room is Kim.
3: What do we have open? In open. There?
1: We have the Pistol River Pocket Gopher room.
3: Um, have we never found a person nope. for that room?
1: We have the Blarty with a chance to meet Paul's room.
3: <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: we have the Beyond the Sea room, You Thrill Me, and the Cider room.
3: We didn't move Iggy into the... Oh, we moved Iggy. The Sandman That's room That's right. Sandman room is now the memorial. It's
1: memorial.
3: sad and creepy. That's right.
1: We moved Iggy. She's in the side room. That's right. Iggy's in the side room. I'll move her. Okay. And then we have the Normero Inn, and we've got Lara in room one, and then we have Christiane and Allie in the Romero in the Normero Inn. So, Christiane, I know you said that you were going to stop watching, but let us know if you are actually watching.
3: I think Twitter says. Oh, okay. It.
1: Well, send us your thoughts.
3: Yeah, we would like to hear them. So,
1: yeah. So those are the current room assignments. Um. But I did notice that Vicki is not in a room. No. So, Vicki, did we just never assign you a room? What's yeah, going on there? I because she started feedback last year like and sent in quite a bit. So, I'm not sure what happened, why she doesn't have a room. So, Vicki, if we did assign you a room, and for some reason I just don't have it notated, let us know. If not, let us know. Do you want to be in the motel, the B&B, or the Normarrowin? And then I think Mallory should have a room. We haven't assigned Mallory a room. Oh, so, yeah. so yeah, and me, Taco. If you give it up, if you keep it up, we'll give you a room. Let us know where you want to be.
2: <laughs> if you, <laughs> I meant keep it.
1: We don't require we do that not. for rooms. We do not. <laughs> Just we are words. not that kind of establishment. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no. no, we are not. <laughs> so okay.
1: Room assignments, done. Okay, ready to start the recap? Yeah. All right. Uh, we open with Norman driving the Mercedes. He passes a sign that says prison area, cuts to Romero washing food trays, and he is told he has a visitor. Romero walks into the visiting room and sees Norman sitting at a table, and Norman waves to him. <laughs> <laughs> such a little laugh. <voice>. such <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> 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 uh, Romero walks up and Norman says, Hey, Sheriff, how's life? <laughs> oh, I'm here because you were worried about me. It was really kind of you to send your friend to see how I'd been getting along. But as you can see, I'm quite all right. Romero sits down and says, You are, huh? <laughs> Norman says, You know something? Don't think I'm not unsympathetic to your plight. I know what it's like to be locked up somewhere and being watched all the time because you put me in such a place. Do you remember? Romero says, that was your mother's decision. Norman says, "Uh uh-uh, don't lie. That is a lie. It was you. It was you. It was your way of trying to get rid of me, and I'm still alive. Romero says, for now. (laughs) Norman gets up and says, great seeing you, Sheriff. Romero stands up and tells Norman, I'm coming for you when you least expect it, so don't get too cozy up at that house all by yourself. And Norman leaves.
3: Okay. One, I don't like. That Romero's washing food trays. <laughs> just, I was just shocked to see him have kitchen duty. AP lost. <laughs> <found. laughs> just seemed like he could be put elsewhere.
1: I don't know. Uh, is there a better prison job? <laughs> I
3: mean, I you know. know. <laughs> I was gonna say laundry, but boy, laundry could be gross. Uh, laundry
1: could be gross. Bathroom cleaning. I mean, I don't know
3: personally. Oh, if I had
1: to pick, cleaning, I'd yeah. pick kitchen.
3: Yeah, I probably would too. Um, it's
1: just sad to see him doing this menial labor. Oh
3: yeah, that's mostly what it was.
1: A hairnet on.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: He's Batman.
3: He is Batman. And yeah, interesting how Norman has totally twisted it in his mind at this point. That it was all Romero's doing. Because when it was happening, he knew that not to be true. Yeah. I think on some ways he did start twisting it last season that he was in on it. But he knows. He knows it wasn't all right. He knows. But I think last
1: season he did kind of start twisting it because... Yeah. Because then he went and visited Romero and was like, now you guys can get a divorce. You know, the little facade is over.
3: Yeah, but that seemed kind of cojones again. Just kind of like. Yeah. Almost like he knew what he was saying was a lie, but it was almost like a threat. True. Yeah. To me, that's how I took it. It's complex, but it was kind of a almost giving you the power of suggestion, almost a way out that's like, listen, (laughs) I'm going to say it like this in a bullying manner that's kind of like, you, uh, you know, you don't really love my mother. This is all a facade and kind of almost pushing it on him like it was normal. Norma's thoughts too. It's all very complex. It is. it is, and also I didn't address. I forgot to address it by the end of Matt's thing about how far away Bend is. We don't know, but we got an interesting timeline that Norma said for six hours. So we know in six hours he left the house, visited Romero, he drove back to the hotel, but purposefully did not go into the house. <clears throat> he left right away to go into town and stop right.
1: Madeline. Right, so.
3: I don't think he was stalking her for too long, though, because obviously his coffee had been ready a while, but I wouldn't give it like an hour a No, while. like five
1: minutes while.
3: Yeah, and that's probably around the first thing he did. So he definitely went there to stalk her, yeah. but I think most of the time was going to the prison. I think
1: so. Well, and I think the checking in process and stuff probably does take a while, you know. Mm-hmm bend is an hour away. Let's just call it.
3: (laughs) I would give it more like an hour and a half to two. Maybe an hour and a half. Hour and a half. Yep, sounds good. Okay, so it's my turn. You did the whole thing. Okay, so next we see Norman park the Mercedes at the house. He looks up at the house for a moment and then turns around and walks away. And then we see Dylan in his living room holding a note. Emma walks in and asks what's going on. Dylan tells him Caleb left. Dylan says at least he left to know this time. Emma said, you know, he called you last time. Or did he call Norma? He called Dylan because Dylan was,
1: like, changing yeah. a flat tire or something. But I think it was, like, a couple days later. I don't think it was, you
2: know. Oh.
3: It definitely wasn't at the moment. He left his guitar right. or something with right. Norma. Okay. Um, Emma says she talked. Caleb and basically told him the stuff they had talked about. Emma says Caleb knows Dylan loves him and he gets it. Dylan says he feels terrible and relieved and feels terrible that he feels relieved. Emma says it's not his fault. He can't fix something that happened before he was born, and Dylan has done the best he can. She says they're trying to live a life in the sun. No secrets, it's a good path and they should try and stay on it. See I think that's what I got where I came to my conclusions Mm -hmm. that they were just trying to get out of that shadow. Of the darkness of Dylan's family, who and wouldn't? Mom. I mean,
1: to, to me, it just—it's perfectly oh, yeah. believable.
3: <laughs> and knowing what we know, it's the only path to yes, the insanity and <laughs> happiness, <laughs> and and happiness and frankly, yep. life. Um. Emma says she feels the same way about her mom. She wishes Katie could get to know her mom and Caleb, but she doesn't think it's in anyone's best interest. Katie will be short on grandparents, but she will live a life in an open and honest world, and she added, especially between us. I know, and that's what I'm like, oh, (laughs) crap.
1: (laughs) Dylan's got this ugly secret from her, and oh, man.
3: (sighs) Yeah, it's, it's a secret that he... It's one of those things that he doesn't right. know for sure, but he knows enough to be suspicious. Well, In it's a secret
1: enough that if Emma finds out about the earring and stuff, that could cause a little trust issue between the two of them, you know?
3: It could. Well,
1: like... Right, exactly.
3: One. She doesn't even know that... She stayed no. in uh-uh. the motel, right? She, she knows, knows, knows nothing. nothing. She knows that she came to the hospital. And that and
1: Will that, made her leave, and that is that is it. And that yeah. her phone's been disconnected. But Emma Shrugged it off is like, well, that's my mom, you know. She's done this before. So mm. she has no idea. She stayed at the motel. She has no idea about the earring. I mean, it just... Uh, But, I mean, what's Dylan supposed to tell her? I think my brother killed your mom? (laughs)
3: Because, I mean, does Dylan even think that? I mean, that... I think he does. I think Dylan knows enough about Norman. Okay, what does Emma know? Emma knows that Norman... Has blackouts. Has blackouts, but that's that's really about it.
1: Yeah, so... I don't know. I don't like that Dylan has this secret, and I'd completely forgotten about it until Emma was, like, "Yeah," talking about how great and honest and open they are. (laughs) And it's like, oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) But, I don't know. We'll we'll see how it plays out, you know? Yeah, that's interesting. Yep. It just ramps up the drama more. So that's what we're here for. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Um, So next we see a bus stop in front of the motel, and Caleb gets off the bus. He knocks on the front door, and no answer. He goes around the back and lets himself in the back door. Caleb walks around the house, calling for Norma. He sees what a mess the house is. He picks up a book in Norma's room. It's titled The Lost Art of Mummification. (laughs) Um, Even Caleb is not too stupid to realize something is wrong. (laughs) 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 Cuts to Caleb walking out of the house.
2: Nice little 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 editorial by me. we don't see very often. <laughs> 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 but yeah, that
1: would be a shock to walk into someone's house that, you know, to see it in that kind of disarray, you know,
3: mm-hmm. I wondered, I was annoyed at him. I knew he wouldn't find her there. But why didn't he go into the manager's office of the motel ever?
1: Yeah, I don't know.
3: It's it's like business hours her Mercedes is there. It's like, he doesn't even think to go see if she's at the hotel. I
1: didn't even think of that, but that is pretty dumb.
3: (laughs) And also, since when do buses just stop you at your place? (laughs) I don't know what kind of a bus that was, but, uh uh-oh. I I don't, I'm not aware of Bates Motel being a bus stop either. Well, there'd be a bus stop Fine. <laughs> fine, yes. But
2: whatever. It's fine, it's fine. fine. <laughs> sure.
1: um, next we see Romero watching Food Trays again. A guy walks up to him and bumps into him. Romero says, watch it. And the guy says, or what, bitch? <laughs>
2: and they get into a fight.
0: <laughs>
3: it seems so like a schoolyard. <laughs> Just what you really want to just get up next to this guy and watch this no. too, or what? <laughs> it's like I was here first. Uh, yep. There wasn't a lot of thought to start of that fight. That's <laughs> all I'm saying.
2: <laughs>
1: but I imagine that's probably how a lot of prison fights. I, I bet you that's pretty like <laughs> realistic because. Man,
2: It's just a powder keg suppose, of people. It <laughs> seems... <laughs>
1: yes, <laughs> it
3: just seemed like a yeah. weird place for it—a a dish. I mean, a sink. Yep. You know, anywhere, anywhere in the school, in the yard, would be fine. Yeah, yeah. Unless that guy like had something to rinse out, <laughs> I don't know. It just seemed weird.
1: (laughs) Yeah, the yard would have made more sense. Like he wanted to punch the punching bag. Romero's been punching it too long.
3: Sure, or just standing in his smoking spot. You know, anything (laughs) else. (laughs) Well,
1: they paid for that set for the food trays. They needed to use it. Right.
3: They wanted another excuse to get him in a hairnet. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, you're right. They had set that set up in the prison. Nope. It made sense. Do it again. Just do it again. Mm-hmm. Is it my turn? Okay. I'm just trying to think of if I had anything else to say about the fight.
2: <laughs> it was a fight.
3: Nah. It was a fight.
2: He lost. Bitch lost. The guy won. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: So next we see Norman looking out the window of a coffee shop. The hardware store is across the street, and Madeline is outside looking at her window's displays. Oh my word! I thought she was about to make a delivery on that cute little bike, and I thought she has my life.
1: (laughs) That would be awesome.
3: (laughs) Just wearing a little retro dress with a bike, and you know, like hardware stores deliver making a little delivery on that bike. I wanted that to be true, and I wanted it to be my life. <laughs> I think that
1: would have just been over-the-top cutesy for me. <laughs>
3: <laughs> totally. But I could see her doing it. Yep. And then the second time I watched it, I noticed it was like yep. just a display bike. Okay. I um, just have to say that. Uh, then she starts walking across the street, and Norman hides behind a newspaper. Madeline walks into the coffee shop and sees Norman. They chat about the meeting he missed. Then Madeline sits down and asks if she can set Norman up with someone she knows. He says he isn't into that, and she says she gets it. She just thought it would be fun for all of them to go out. Norman says, oh, for all of us. <laughs> Uh, Madeline says the girl is helping her design her website and she doesn't know a lot of people in town and Madeline's husband doesn't know a lot of people either and she thought it would be nice if they could all go out together. And Madeline says it would be a chance for her and Norman to get to know each other better. Norman says if she is going, then it's different. Madeline says you're a bit of a flirt, aren't you? Norman says, am I? Madeline says he is. (laughs) Then David Davidson walks in. (laughs) and asks Madeline what what was taking so long. She tells him she was talking to someone and introduces Norman and tells him he owns the Bates Motel. David looks over at Norman and Norman stands up and says, It's nice to meet you. Oh, what was your name? He says Sam Loomis and shakes Norman's hand. Madeline tells Sam she is setting Norman up with the woman designing their website. Sam doesn't know who she is talking about. Madeline tells Norman Sam's head is still in Seattle. Sam explains his business is still up there. He's finishing up some real estate development. And Madeline says they have so much to talk about and suggest they go to dinner that night. Norman agrees, and Madeline and Sam go to the counter to order. Sam and Norman stare at each other for a moment, and Norman walks out. Okay. What was taking her so long if they were going to meet there and order some coffee? I don't know. <laughs> maybe she
1: said she'd run across the street and grab some coffees for him and then they were going to go somewhere oh maybe
3: and then since he was over there he might as well go with her to get it Okay. well then to that I'd say that wasn't too long her little conversation with Norman to order two fancy coffees no I think it's just
1: Sam's a dick
2: (laughs) (laughs) that is it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just,
1: yeah.
3: I also thought it was weird that she totally ran into him on the f- fly and seemingly had this little double date scenario set up and invited it to him. For I thought that it was night. weird
1: for that night, too, but I get the feeling that Madeline is super lonely. You know, I really I have a feeling that agreed. She caught him having an affair in Seattle and they decided to move to try and make it work type thing.
3: You know? Here's my question. Does Madeline Crane live in White Pine? Marion Crane? (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I definitely Marion Crane.
1: What I think I think Marion lives in Seattle. And I think she and Sam were having an affair up in Seattle. Madeline found out about it. And to make it work, that kind of gave her the upper hand. And she says, look, we're going to move to White Pine Bay. I'm going to open up a hardware store. We're going to work on this marriage, you know we're going to get out of seattle, get yeah, away from her. It's and like, i think marion came down to visit him and they that's when they got the the motel room. cuz if marion lived in white pine bay, wouldn't she have like an apartment that sam could have gone to or why would they need a motel,
2: you know? yes.
3: yes. yes, and i like the idea of the hardware store being kind of like
1: a, A guilt gift. gift, absolutely. A guilt
3: gift. Because <laughs> they say it more than once. There's
1: there's some tension between Madeline and Sam because it's this. Yes. But we're going to make it work. Yes, we're going to make it work, you know. So they're working on their
2: marriage. <laughs> Correct.
1: And he mentioned more than yeah. once that it wasn't his idea to move to White Pine Bay, you know. So he's kind of throwing it in her face. They're one of those couples that you don't want to go out to dinner with. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> they make it uncomfortable no. for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> so
3: that's my scenario. Yeah. I like it. I was just wondering why, if he's in Seattle all the time, why Marion would have to meet him if she didn't live in White Pine Bay, why she'd have to meet him there. But it's probably just, well, you remember he was just like, oh, I just can't wait to see you or whatever. It was probably like, I can't right. get away for another couple yeah. days, but I need you now. Yeah. So come down. Okay. Yep. Got it. Totally quiet. We, to we don't have to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> Done. <laughs> While watching this scene and preceding scenes with Norman and Sam, I just think, man, Norman's judgy. <laughs> <laughs> and then I have to remind myself that he kind of already has some sort of mama bear thing for madeline like she he has with emma and he does
1: get he protective, protective but he's also a little bit judgy because so was norma remember how judgy she was about bradley what kind of girl comes over comes well
3: over? sure so that's why i was like is the judginess coming from his norma so. persona or is it just norman being judgy because he's kind of mama bearing madeline does it could like be it? i mean it
1: it it doesn't necessarily have to be like the Norma in him coming out. Just the fact that he was raised by Norma, and that's how she was. So she passed a little bit of her yeah. judginess onto him.
3: I guess that factor didn't occur to me when he passed her inside. <laughs> <him>. <laughs> but yeah, that's yeah totally reasonable. So next, we see Romero in the infirmary. A doctor walks up and asks if he knows his name. Romero asks if he knows his name. And the doctor says he's not the one with a concussion. Can you... Are concussions... Does that happen very often when you just get punched with a fist? Um.
1: Well, I think he slammed his head against, like, the con... Yeah. Oh,
3: yeah. he sure did. Okay. Because right, I thought it was more the motion of, like, your brain sloshing around your head. and Well, I, I would absolutely
1: think, if you get punched <laughs> hard enough right in the right place in your head, sure, that could probably cause a concussion.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, so Romero gives his name and inmate number. The doctor asks if someone found out he is a cop. Romero says apparently he can't hide the truth forever. He says maybe he should talk to his lawyer, and the doctor says that he would. Yep. Yep. Right, so we can yep. discuss this scene pretty good.
1: Um... Okay, so next we see Norman walk into the house. Norma is in the kitchen learning French from a computer program. The program says the word in English and French, and Norman repeat, Norma repeats it in French. Norman asks why she is learning French, and she says, just because she is trapped in the house doesn't mean her mind has to be stagnant. She asks where he has been all day. He says he had some errands to run, and he should get down to the office. Mm-hmm. The French program says the word for traitor, and Norma repeats it in French while looking at Norman. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's so funny because I thought, did she like type that in? And then I'm like, it's Norman's head. It's Norman's head. You he can do whatever you the
2: There's a weird
1: shift in this relationship happening. Yeah. He asks, what kind of French course is that? <laughs> uh, she asks where he really was all day and he tells her he went to see Romero. She says, why? So you can tell him he sent someone to kill you and you're still alive. Norma says, basically, yes. Norma says, that's kind of dumb. Wouldn't it be better if he thinks you're dead so he leaves you alone? Yes, that would be better, Norma. <laughs> you're
3: right. <laughs> you're the thinker there. Norman
1: says, mother, he's going to get out someday and we have to deal with it. He thinks that I killed you. He is crazy, and so I just want to make sure he was never going to mess with me ever again. <laughs> I don't know how Norman visiting him <laughs> done <laughs> makes Romero think, oh, I'll never mess with him again.
2: <laughs> Whoa, buddy. Okay.
3: Gotcha. <laughs> Loud and clear. <laughs> That's very Norma too. Did yep. You say something with enough confidence?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Norma says, I can handle him when he gets out. Norman says, are you saying you're going to kill him? Norma just looks at him. Norman says, mother, do you still have feelings for him? Norma doesn't say anything. Then there is a knock at the door, and you can hear Chick outside calling Norman's name. Norma says, Chick is so annoying. She <laughs> she outside every time he comes over. So I just love that Chick comes over a lot. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> <Don't we do? laughs> um,
1: Norman says he has to be nice to him because he has helped him around the house a lot. Cuts the chick out on the front porch and he can hear Norman talking to someone. Norman says, Pretending to be dead isn't as much fun as I thought it would be. <laughs> oh, um, Norman answers the door. Chick has brought Norman some apples that he picked from his neighbor's tree. Norman thanks him and starts to go into the house. Chick stops him and says he actually stopped by to show him something. And he holds up a burlap sack and tells Norman to look inside. He says he has a business proposition for Norman. Norman looks in the bag and then yells, Well, let's go in the basement. And Chick yells, The basement it is.
2: And they go inside. <laughs>
1: and my love for Chick swelled a little bit right there.
3: <laughs> it's funny because it was such the obvious. I'm going to yell this out so inside like, plays along. <laughs>
2: He is the best! <laughs> <laughs> that was amazing. Cuts
1: to Chick and Norman in the basement. Norman pulls a dead bird out of the sack. Chick tells him it's a peregrine, pretty rare. Norman says she is stunning. Chick proposes that he bring Norman animals. Norman does his taxidermy on them, and they sell them. Chick says he knows an art dealer in Portland that could sell them. Chick suggests a 50-50 split. Norma says 50-50. Chick says normally the art dealer will take 50%. But Chick is providing the specimens, repping Norma plus repping Norman plus providing the art dealer. (laughs) And Norma. (laughs) One and the same. Um, Chick then tells Norman he is broke. Caleb crippled his hands and body and he can't work. Then Chick asks how the freezer is working out for him. Norman says it's working much better, it's staying cold, and thanks Chick for fixing it. Chick says it's good to hear, and then Norman shows him a couple of birds he has stuffed and says that they should give the partnership a go. So, I kind of think we got our answer in this conversation about the freezer. I think it's been there all along. Oh, and I didn't
3: think of that. out of order. I was like, he's already installed it, and he... I think the Summers
1: had it put in.
3: Okay. So it was probably like just a long dead part of their fruit cellar to have like a freezer installed. And I love it.
1: Norman had Chick fix it for him.
3: Why didn't? Because if you notice,
1: not only is Norm in there, but a lot of a lot of Norman's finished taxidermy work is in there. So he probably told Chick. I wanna get this walk in freezer fixed to store my finished work.
3: Got it.
1: So Chick fixed it and it's working. I it makes so much more sense then. (laughs) So for whatever reason the summers had this walk in put in and it's probably just not been working for years.
3: Well, you know what? Let's So this is all new information to me, but Mm -hmm. my mind's kinda running. I'm running with it. So let's say back in the 1920s when they had, well, when did they even have free, freezers? Aren't that old. Back in the day when the hotel mm-hmm. was a booming business and there weren't fast food restaurants around, they probably oh, provided yes. food yes. for their motel guests. So it would make them have a big walk-in
1: cooler.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yep. Interesting. So, yep, because it was just norman thanking him for fixing the freezer just that's when i had my aha moment
3: okay good i didn't have that aha moment
1: but i'm having it now (laughs) and i'm accepting it as fact
3: (laughs) i accept that too and i that was one of my biggest things about this season i was like i have to shush that really badly, and i don't want to so yay so and it's it i can totally buy that you know back in the day when that Hotel well, I probably...
2: Yeah,
1: let's say
3: it was built in the 50s was, or
1: something, um, you know, 40s or 50s. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: And they did enough business. Grandma Summers probably
1: cooked food for the restaurants
3: rest. were different. Yeah. 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 So... Interesting.
1: That makes sense. And Norman... Well, well
3: played, show.
1: And Norman <laughs> has a good reason to have a walk-in. I need to preserve these mm-hmm. animals I've stuffed. I need this freezer chest is for the dead ones before I stuff them, but I need something bigger, you know, so. Um,
3: okay, so this uh, shifting relationship mm-hmm. between Norma and Norman, I think it's, okay, here's my idea, is that it only started shifting when Madeline walked I agree. into Norman's life. I think the fact that... I think he's had an 18 months of bliss in this, you know, idyllic little wonderland dark with paradise. just him and Norma. <laughs> their dark paradise. I think there was little trouble between them. And two. little
1: outside
3: world And she was probably... Yeah. Yes. He checked in guests, They did a good business. And it was just the two of them. And Norma mm-hmm. was happy in there. And then all of a sudden, he sees... But, you know, as Carrie Aaron has stated, they've there's still a loneliness there that he can't fill, no matter mm-hmm. how hard he tries. He, he can't fully, all the time, have it be like it used right. to be. He is trying his hardest, and his brain is trying its hardest. But there's still something off for him. And to see a flesh-and-blood Norma in Madeline.
1: I shaped. totally agree because he can't be with her because of this charade he's playing and so he mother's in the way, you know?
3: Mm-hmm. Yep. And so
1: I think he's starting to resent her for pretending to be dead.
3: <laughs> being there. Yes. And I think that also it's it's serving a plot course yep. direction for the show but it's also bringing us around to the relationship he had with her yes in yes. the movie where she's just a hindrance yep. and just a shrew and i think it's
1: brilliant <laughs> i love it it's but yeah brilliant. there is there just seems to be some annoyance on his part that she's there you know like Definitely. the little the little morsel of sanity that he has left, like, is rethinking, this is probably a bad idea for us to do this. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Even though it's all... Yeah, well, this is, this is how human relationships can be. I mean, I think, I, I think a good example would be one of those things you see in movies. I don't know how often it happens in real life, but, like, The Best Friends man and woman who maybe like decide to raise a baby together and they're like it's okay i'm never dating i never find anyone i love maybe the boy end of it is gay or something and then all of a sudden after years of this relationship that's working another factor comes in and it they start saying oh this was a mistake (laughs) Now I'm falling in love with someone else, and now this can't happen, and so it it totally changes mm-hmm. the dynamic and feelings towards that. Yeah,
1: no, I think that other is exactly person. what is happening here. That Norman is realizing I can't even have like a friendship with this woman because mother will always be telling me that's a bad idea. You know, like he,
3: I don't even think he wants. Yeah, to and that's the relationship like, we get in Psycho.
1: A romantic, I think he. <laughs> He can't even have, like, a
3: friendship, you know? No, no, yeah. he can't have anything. And there's a part of his mind that craves that still as a...
1: As a human being. You know, cra- a, yeah.
3: Yeah. You, you can't have right. a facade forever. I mean, he's doing a very noble <laughs> pursuit of it. <laughs> we'll give him that. <laughs> yeah. But again, 18 months, that's... <laughs> I heard that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, really interesting.
1: I do too, and I love. Where and it's, it's just, going. man, the the pieces are just so smoothly falling into place to to take us to where yeah. Mother and Norman are in the movie. I it's I love it. Uh huh. I so, love it too. Sorry, that was my coffee maker telling me it's turning off. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so
3: yeah okay I have a few trick thoughts so I find it I don't know if it's shushy or if there's a better explanation I, I don't know I don't know what to make of this Caleb crippled him to where he can't work now because he was able to do intricate glass work <sighs> on Norma's window just yeah a
1: week he was after still pretty messed up when he did the the glasswork.
3: He was. And you know, that if he could do the soldering right. and cutting of glass that is a window, I don't know if it's like it started something that's just getting worse time passes for his hands. I, okay. Or we just need to shush the window I, thing. I think
1: it's a little shushy. I kind of thought that, too. Okay.
3: Or... I don't know. I like. I respect Chick enough to think he's not just like being lazy and saying, "Well, if," I, and I think we can probably safely say his uh, that's gun over. business is right. over because of the fiasco. No,
1: I Chick Chick is. A, he seems like a pretty resourceful guy. That's not going to take the lazy way out. So, yeah,
3: yeah. I'm not gonna go to that that he's just like well I could probably sit back and let Norman do all this and just tell him that my hands right. are old when they're actually not
1: but no I
3: I just figured if he can do stained glass window work he could still do no I, I thought the exact same uh, thing sculptures and he was writing yeah if you can write I don't know it could be, be
1: more of the sculptures uh, <laughs> require a little more heavy lifting that, that he can't do anymore Or I don't know
3: yeah, perhaps yeah
1: he might be playing the victim a little bit, but I believe him. I believe him that what Caleb did was no, do like a life changing, even if it's just like a PTSD thing, you know, rather than a, like if it's more of a mental thing mm-hmm. rather than a physical thing. Who knows? I mean, being beat up and left for dead, that could know. be pretty traumatic.
3: Yeah. And it his also wife was and child his money yeah. and it was his wife and yeah. son, so, child, whatever it was.
1: That'd be a hard thing to come back from. Mm hmm. I think my main question at this point with Chick, and I'm hoping we get the answer, and I think we will, is how much does he know about what Norman is doing with Norma? You know? He saw her on the couch yeah. the day of her funeral. So he knows Norman. He did. Bar- uh, dug her up and brought her back home. There's no doubt at all that he knows this. And now it's 18 months later. We also
3: know that... Well... I guess I'm wondering if he suspects that dead Norma's been in the house and and what the f- that's what the freezer was. Yeah, about
1: I think he's smart enough to think that. But do uh, you think he's asked Norman? Do you think Norman, do you think they had a conversation no. a couple of days later when Chick stopped by and Norman's like, I was crazy. I dug her up, but I put her back. <laughs> I just want to know what's gone on between those two in the last 18 months.
3: If I were to guess right now, I would say Chick has some major suspicions, but I think it's yeah. all been pussyfooting around. And he he has no real knowledge yeah. of anything, but a lot of suspicions and just kind <laughs> of a no judgment kind of a thing, yeah. but definitely yeah, you're probably right an eye on him. Um I don't I would say, you know, he's smart enough and is if he's been around a lot, he knows the house. I don't think Norman can put a lot of right delusions over on him. But I think Chick is just letting it happen and just kind of, just watching over it. And he has right. suspicions, but they're not totally concluded. Like, I think seeing, I feel, <laughs> that very last moment where <laughs> he sees Norman in the wig and he hits Caleb, and he sees Norma. He takes it all know, in at the same it's time. That's a so, great reaction. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was the first time seeing all of that in real life, but I think yeah. there were probably suspicions, but Are too suspicions different. and seeing it yeah. different. I don't know if we can conclude that he's actually seen Norman and Mother Persona, not wig, but just talking differently, and maybe... No, he hasn't, because...
0: He said, well, now you
3: know, Chick, you know I'm alive. So she has successfully hidden every time. So he probably didn't know that part. No. Yeah. I would guess the whole Norman is mother thing has totally, I I bet there's not even suspicions about that. I bet it was more like he's just obsessed with his mom.
1: Yeah, you're right. In her
3: body. I have a funny little tweet from Vera about this scene on that night. She goes, (laughs) Chick Hogan's extremely noble three-fourth profile as he inspects his dead lamb genitalia. I love. I laugh so hard remembering that moment, and then when I rewatch the scene, he doesn't only inspect the lamb genitalia; he like fingers it. He's like really inspects it, hands on. It made me laugh. It's like why. funny
1: okay I could talk about chick all day
2: (laughs) he's so fascinating
3: (laughs) okay next we see Caleb walk up to that hotel he stayed at before the guy at the desk asks what brings him to town Caleb says he is here to see his sister The hotel clerk asks who his sister is, and Caleb tells him Norma Bates. (laughs) The clerk looks at him, and Caleb asks what? The clerk asks when was the last time he talked to her. Caleb says about a year and a half. He's been out of the country and asks why. The clerk says he hates to be the one to tell him, but she passed away. Caleb says he was just with her son, and he would have told him. The clerk says he doesn't know what to say, but she died. She committed suicide. It was in the local news. (sighs) Okay, does... Could Caleb even fathom that Dylan doesn't know either? Could that be part of his anger
2: um i I don't know i
3: it would be really hard to believe that Dylan doesn't know It's hard to believe I mean I feel like the show did as good of a job as they possibly could right to make it believable that he doesn't know, and I totally buy it but it's it is. on the surface. It's quite it
1: unbelievable. Is. And I don't know. Caleb asks what Norma thinks of the grand baby and Dylan just says, oh, we don't really we don't talk anymore. And
3: True. But this is gonna take critical thinking. Yeah. <laughs> For Caleb to be like, Oh yeah, he did say he doesn't talk I do not I d I don't I don't know if Dylan has even I mean, he obviously entered his thought at that time before he even believed what the... I mean, I'm sure he had a really hard even time... Believing it, exactly. stone, even believing it, exactly. Even believing she was I alive. Yeah, I think that
1: was just like a was disbelief. Like, no, I was just with her son. He would have told me. That's probably the one and only time he even thought of Dylan.
3: Yeah, I'm just... Yeah, I was just thinking. So now it's, it's occurred to him. He went to the gravesite, saw that she actually is dead, and then it's... No like, more Dylan... Yeah, no more Grief
1: has taken over. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So...
3: It, I, f- I still find it really strange that Dylan hasn't factored in yet and he's now been attacked by Norman and has, has seen Norma's body. Because I was just sure that he'd find out and Dylan would get the call in this, like state of knowing something's wrong, knowing she's dead but not knowing yeah. the full extent to what's happening. Yeah. So that window kinda seems closed right now, so it's very strange. I like the idea of it being chick that finds mm-hmm. Dylan's number in his pocket. I know they kicked him out. Never but I don't think it was like cutting ties with yeah, it was not cut ties with Caleb right. to the point no, of it was never talking again. So I'm sure, sure there was a number absolutely. that changed. Yeah, it was. And I'm yeah. sure it's an easy thing for Chick to find. I am too. I'm going with that theory all the way. Yep. Next, we see Sam drive up to the Bates Motel. He walks in the office and Norman says, Ah, Mr. Davidson, you need a room again for a few hours? <laughs>
2: <laughs> this is
3: like a douche meets douche. <laughs> Battle of the Douches. douches. (laughs) (laughs) Sam says he came by to see Norman to see what kind of a man he is. What was that? Is that, are you the kind of, or is that like, are you like a bro? I. Yeah, I think that's the only way I could do that. Are you the kind of man that's going to rat
1: me out? Or are you the kind of man that'll keep my secret where... I, Norman's right. I think we have two different dictionary definitions. Because, I mean, I, I don't know. Is it a man to keep another man's secret? Is that is that what? It's
3: not the honor
1: means being a man.
3: Yeah, that's bro-ish, which no. isn't really being a man to me. Being a man is
1: uh, right, probably not right.
3: cheating on your wife.
1: <laughs> or you to me, I marriage. mean, really being a man, or just. Just stay out of it.
3: Right. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, being a man, that's a pretty archaic for this day and age.
1: Norman's met Madeline what, like two or three occasions. It, I don't know. Just stay out of it.
3: (laughs) It's just not your business. (laughs) And to be honest, it isn't. As a hotel owner, I think they kind of have an obligation to stay out of it.
1: Well, sure, it, yeah, it is. Yeah, it's 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 like a doctor-patient, lawyer-client confidentiality that hotel owners
3: have. <laughs> <laughs> right, totally. I mean, there isn't any sort of oh, there's no there's exactly. no applied one, <laughs> especially if you're making them pay 120 <laughs> for a garbage room <laughs> like that for an hour. <laughs> Just so like a little anonymity for that, <laughs> but it all changes that he's kind of becoming friends with his wife. That's, that's just a whole different. That's,
1: that's just side a, a of precarious it. situation to be in.
3: <laughs> oh yeah, oh, Sam is there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Norman says he doesn't think that they have the same dictionary definition. Sam says he's not going to explain himself to Norman. He tells Norman to stay out of it. Norman says he's right, it's none of his business. Then he tells Sam he must not care that much about his wife. Sam says he is a nice guy, but would not hesitate to kick Norman's ass all over the parking lot <laughs> outside if Norman says anything to Madeline. <laughs> he tells Norman not to screw with him and leaves. Um when he when he said he was a nice guy, I thought he was going to like go into an explanation about how he wouldn't like mean to do this set out to hurt his wife or something instead he's lying. On, on. He's <laughs> he just an ass. your ass on the gravel.
1: Yeah. You know,
3: he is. He is such a thing. You know, yeah.
1: I just like yeah. how Norman's like, You're right, it's none of my business and then just the next thing he says is, You must not care that much
3: about your wife like, <laughs> <laughs>
2: like Norman, do you know what none of your business Very means? <laughs>
3: I found it interesting, and I don't know if it's a coincidence or not. But telling Norman not to screw with us just reminded me of Norma. (laughs) Norman, don't screw with me. When did she say that exact? Uh, I don't remember. There's a scene, and she's in the kitchen where she says, "Norman, don't." Oh, let's see. I think it's about. uh, Oh, is it like the who's the girl? The Arcanum Club, Annika.
1: I think you're right. Yeah, Yeah.
3: Annika. I think it had to do with her. Anyway. interesting choice of words, and And I don't know if it was just... I think
1: it's coincidence, because it wasn't Norman thinking someone was saying that to him. It was someone actually saying it to him. You know what I mean?
3: Hmm. Yeah, true. Yeah.
1: So... Okay, so next we see Caleb walking through the cemetery, and he finds Norma's grave. The epitaph on her headstone reads...
3: You, <laughs> 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 Emily's latest um, next cross <laughs> stitch.
1: Loveliest mother, sweetest friend, most beautiful woman, dearest heart, purest soul, happiest playmate, wife. <laughs> the world has lost an angel. You will always live in my heart. I will never, never forget you, dear mother. There's a cord between our hearts forever and ever until the sky falls down. Always love Norman. It is a shared headstone with Norman's name on the other side. Caleb stares at it and then kneels down and cries and hugs the headstone.
3: <laughs> okay. the most Okay, oh, the best part amazing. about that is Happiest Playmate. <laughs> 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 I love that so much I can't even... <laughs> Yeah, the interesting part I of that so too. is wife. I guess I always think of the wife she died being, being that he, you know, he totally rejected that marriage. But I guess she was married to his father. But I've no, never seen those. A mother don't son. Exist.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That is not
3: a thing. <laughs> no. Now, I have heard of mother and babies dying together in childbirth. It actually happened mm-hmm. to someone. Sure. I know. And they buried them together. Sure. And I'm sure there was some sort of shared headstone. <laughs> but that's different. Well, um, in the
1: cemeteries, like in New Orleans, mm-hmm. they. Yeah. Those are shared. Because, like, the whole family's in it.
2: <laughs> well, yeah, but that's like kinda a tomb
1: and things. Right. Shared headstone. <laughs> I I am pretty sure there's not a lot of those out there.
3: <laughs> no, no, no. Um, but in the history of the world, if there ever was one for a mother and son, it'd be for these two. <laughs> 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 but it's so strange you put wife on there unless he wanted to imply himself and unless he wanted to insert himself. In well, there, although... Let's see. Right. He calls her mother. Right. And it's love, it, Norman. Here's
1: what I think. Yeah, you go. What? So <laughs> Norman thinks his mom is alive and faking her death. So in my oh, mind, he about wrote about this aspect. epitaph because he wanted her to see it. Do you know what I mean? Like, he knows.
3: Okay, sure. Yeah.
1: In his mind, knowing Norma, she would probably sneak out of the house and run over to her grave to see what's written on her
3: tombstone. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so he's got all this sweetest friend most beautiful woman purest soul you know just all these nice things about her and he included wife because he didn't want to piss her off because she would come home and be like I was a wife too you know
2: <laughs> and there's no the
3: adjective like add a
1: it's nice adjective too that's for wife. you. Don't get mad at me. That's for you, Mom. Yes, you were a wife when okay. you died, you know.
2: <laughs> he, yes. <laughs> he probably
1: wanted to add reluctant wife.
2: <laughs> but,
1: yeah, I think he did that for her because in his mind, she's going to sneak out and go look at it. I mean, who wouldn't? Oh <laughs> <laughs> <Well>, sure. <laughs> So that's my scenario.
3: All right. I like it. Okay. Oh, and yeah, Caleb, that was a sad moment (laughs) because that's when I think he truly. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. Accepted
3: that she was dead. Reminded me when she hugged mom's casket. That
1: was so sad.
3: That was sad. (laughs) So that is a thing. People do that. My daughter did. Jeez. Um. All right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. And here in Oof. Le Rouge, I don't
1: know. That house is
0: creepy.
3: I was just like, what <laughs> is happening? <laughs> what What are we gonna see? <laughs> I thought it might for a split second. I thought we might see. Uh, yeah. Mother out of the freezer for a minute. Uh, cut inside, and Norma's in the living room listening to a French record and smoking. I don't know. She might I as well on have had table. a croissant in her hand too. Her alpha rayon
2: on.
3: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, such a funny thing for a so do. I can't get over it. <laughs> um, so Norman comes in and says, Mother, are you smoking? Norma says, I'm dead. It's not like it's going to kill me. Norman grabs a cigarette and she says, don't do that, I'm bored, I can smoke if I want to. He says, no you can't, you're just trying to punish me. She scoffs and he says, seriously mother, it's childish. He sits down and says, is this silliness because we're talking about Romero? She says, no, what? Norman asks, do you still love him? Norma says, no. Norman says, he sent somebody here to kill me, you remember that right? She takes a deep breath and kind of smiles and says, where are you going? He tells her a business meeting. She says, you really seem into business meetings lately. He says, please don't be childish, mother. It's boring. <laughs> it's important for us to keep a presence in the community, and I don't even go, I didn't even go to the last one. We were busy, as you may recall. She says, I recall. He tells her he will be back in a few hours, and then they will spend some time together. He tells her not to smoke, and she says okay, and leaves, and she immediately grabs a box of cigarettes. Cuts. To Norman in the Mercedes, and he sees Norma looking out the window and he drives away. so she's sitting there smoking. I think something so. about Romero is that what we're concluding?
1: It's so weird,
3: so interesting.
1: I mean, did you see when he reminds her that Romero sent someone there to kill him? did you see the smile on her face <laughs> She takes a deep breath, and there's yeah. this smile on her face, and it's just like, <laughs> what is going on in her mind that's his... It,
3: it's almost like he's giving himself more excuse to hate him and want to kill him. Or... Like creating jealousy. It's almost like he's creating conflict. conflict between he
1: and him and mother. Yeah. Because the smile... Almost seemed like uh that's my Romero. That's my man, you know. Do you know what I mean?
3: Yeah. I mean, could it have some sort of factor in maybe. him wanting a relationship with Madeline? Like projecting maybe a little Norma you like Romero and, you know, we're not lovers here. We're mother. Maybe, maybe. You have Romero. I can have Madeline now. Yeah. Maybe that is
1: kind of a way for him to Feel like it's okay for him to like Madeline if he allows Norma to still be in love with Romero. <laughs> it sounds so weird coming out of my mouth.
3: <laughs> mm. <laughs> There's it no is. way around it. it. It's it's just wacky. Weird. Yeah, it just situation. Yeah, Trying to make yeah, sense it's just, of it is, It's very
2: fascinating.
1: Funny. Yeah. <laughs>
3: A strange exercise.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's so looking forward to more of this.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> I know I do. <laughs>
2: um.
3: Yeah, it, exactly. That's it's all very deliberate. deliberate. I can tell you that much. I know that for a it's fact. It's
1: going. Yep. Yep.
3: Yeah, it's all going. I don't somewhere. think we're being
1: too like nitpicky and focusing too much on this stuff because it is going somewhere. Um. Yeah. Okay, so next we see the double date. They are making small talk. Norman refers to the hardware store as Madeline's shop. Sam says, it's our shop. Norman says, yes, of course, Sam. It's just you're never there.
3: (laughs) I thought that was pretty bippin' petty of Sam. He's, from what we can, well, we know for a fact Norman's never seen Sam in the shop or working there. Because he just found out that day that they're married. He Sam has no idea how many times Norman has come in. And I've, obviously Madeline's talked about him to her husband. So he obviously has been in there several times. And no. It's not a stretch yeah. to just say your shop. Because it is her shop. <laughs> so he's just, man, he's a dick. Um,
2: <laughs> uh, <laughs> Our shop.
1: Sam says, my business is in oh. Seattle. It wasn't my idea to move, but we're getting it figured out. Madeline says they will. So, yeah, something's going on between Madeline and Sam for sure.
3: Definitely. I just didn't conclude nope. that she knew about the affair. I think she does. Bear. I just thought yep. they're drifting apart, but I think um, you are right. I like that.
1: Norman orders another bottle of French wine, and Madeline says he has a good French accent and asks if he speaks French. He says no. He just watches French movies sometimes. Norman states that
3: I found that so weird. In the middle of this Norma is French thing, it's like his his brain's thinking French for some reason, and so mother <laughs> took it over. It's just no. It know. is weird. It's just funny. <laughs> it's like, did you stay up late watching a French movie last night? Maybe. <laughs> what set this off? <laughs> This just makes me laugh, <laughs> trying to think of what said it
2: off. <laughs> Something did. <laughs> uh, Norman's date
1: says she hates movies with subtitles. Sam says he doesn't have the patience to get through most movies. He's more of a doer. <sighs> <laughs> Norman asked what it is he is always doing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <She's>... <laughs> <laughs> Another double um, <laughs>
3: this was my favorite to date actually. (laughs) Uh,
1: Sam says real estate Madeline says Sam is flipping a couple of houses in Seattle and as a result she spends a lot of time alone at the hardware store Sam says she can handle it and she says yes it's all going to be good Um, Norman says his mother used to say that Norman's date says she heard about his mother and is sorry Sam asks what happened Madeline tells him Norman's mother passed away not too long ago Norman said she killed herself Sam says he is sorry.
3: Absolutely. That's the first sincere thing I've seen Sam do. He obviously, he, he looked shocked and actually a Just little chagrined that he's yep. been giving Norman a hard time. Just for a second. Um,
1: Madeline tells Norman she is glad he came out with him. Norman gets up and says he'll be right back. So I I think what rattles Norman is when real people in the real world discuss his mother's death.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think, think so too. It shakes. Hit the little hold he has on the fantasy.
1: Yep. Um, it cuts to Norman in the bathroom splashing water on his face. Norma walks in and says, "Nope,
3: that is never good." <laughs> Norman and water on his face, yep. bad.
1: Uh, Norma walks in bad and says, sense. "Business meeting, huh?" Norman says, "For the love of God, mother, what are you doing here?" She says she could ask him the same thing. He says he is not the one that is supposed to be dead. He asks what someone saw her. She said no one did. Then she says, by the way, when did you start lying to me? He says he is not lying. He just got trapped into coming to the dinner. Madeline wanted him to meet her friend. He has no interest in her, but he didn't want to be rude, and it seemed easier to just go to dinner than to insult her. Norma says she is glad he is thinking of everyone else's feelings. So that's kind of a little jab that he's giving himself. Mm -hmm.
2: (laughs)
3: Mm-hmm. (laughs) and very normal I mean that is exactly what real Um, normal and say
1: Norman says she is overreacting and needs to leave he opens the window and tells her to get out they can't risk her walking through the restaurant she says it's ridiculous he says no mother what is ridiculous is a dead woman walking through a restaurant where she might be seen by someone she knows she says I didn't see any people I know I looked (laughs) and that is a total Norman thing to say to (laughs) you (laughs) 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 <laughs>
2: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Norman
1: orders her to go out the window. Man, he is angry right here. He, like, gets so angry, he can just, like, whisper mm-hmm. it. Um,
3: <laughs> it's really And the man in the stall is shivering.
2: <laughs> 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 he gives
1: her the keys to the car and tells her to lay down in the back seat and wait for him. She starts to climb out the window and then stops and turns around and says, "Norman, do you still like me?" And he says, "Yes, mother. Yes, I still like you. Now go." She goes out the window and he slams it shut. Yep.
3: <laughs> I didn't notice another "yes, mother." <laughs> know. You know we went seasons and we were so excited that final season 3 that he Finally said yes, Mother, when we came up with this title in season one. It now we're two for long, two. Now he's just rolling them out every episode. <laughs> we're feeling pretty good. <laughs> I knew it sounded like Norman. Oh, yep. i
1: <laughs> Yeah.
3: Yep, just more. Um, exactly. She's in the way. But his mind also concocted her. It was interesting. Let's see. When was the last time he was challenged? I guess it was just um, mm-hmm. that in the middle of the night thing where he went down. But no one. Did anyone like challenge his belief in it? Last his belief episode? in Madeline or anything in Norma being dead. I don't
1: think it does. In the first, it
3: had to have come up. Well, I right. remember you know when Chick did it in the right. end of last season, and right. he almost blew his brains out. It hit him that hard.
1: No, I don't think there was anything like that last week.
3: But yeah, I think she. I think in that bathroom, she just had to show up because he was losing it. He was losing his grasp on her.
1: Sure, because other people were talking about yeah, her yeah. being dead.
3: Actually, being dead. You know. Mm-hmm. And he visibly was upset and had to visibly yeah. remove himself yeah. and go to the bathroom.
1: No, I think I, I think that. I think that's uh that's something that gets to him is when other people talk about her being dead. I think he knows that she is there just something deep down he knows that she's dead,
3: even though he pretending. and to have a cooked up scheme that she's that she's pretending that they talk about he can talk about it to other people in town that not when you've got her live. corpse
1: in a freezer, <laughs> you know. <laughs> You can pretend <laughs> all you so want, quiet but moments. Yeah, that's a reality that he can't ignore. Is that she, her body is in the freezer. He knows deep down she's dead. He just can't make himself go there. You know.
3: Mm-hmm. And then you know, just really interesting that she's a total unwelcome presence at that dinner in the bathroom, and you know, he. And then she asks, "The do you still like me?" Stuff. Well.
1: Madeline's is alive no, and looks like brain. her. Madeline is replacement Norma. You know?
3: Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh So next we see Romero talking to his lawyer. The lawyer is saying he can go to the judge and argue that Romero's life is in danger and that it was punitive to get him in a medium security prison for a perjury charge. He says he can probably get him moved to a work farm. Romero says he would like to be moved. When he first got there, he was so devastated about losing his wife he didn't care, but now he needs to stay alive and well. He has a responsibility to take care of the son she left behind. His lawyer says he will put in a transfer request and tells Romero to try not to piss anyone off in the meantime. Romero says, I'm glad we
1: didn't see devastated Romero in prison.
3: (laughs) Yeah, I know. No, don't do that to us. (laughs) So a work farm It's pretty minimum security, I'm guessing, and he's his wheels are turning. Either can,
2: escape,
1: escape or
3: escape. do the what rest of his, his time without the
1: threat of getting killed in prison or beaten to the point where once he gets out, he can't go Batman Romero
3: on Norman, you know? Okay, I so think we're so. just looking at the very real threat of a cop in prison. I think but and it didn't fully hit him until he got That this he, could be a real problem, hit. yeah, I think so. That this was, could be a real problem, okay. Oh, okay, I was just wondering if, like, the work farm made him think he could, like, escape or something, and maybe all he cares about Possibly. is, like, maybe a murder suicide. I would imagine
1: a work farm-type prison would be easier to escape from than what he's in, but I don't know, I, I think he's, I think he's in self-preservation mode right now. Okay.
3: Because I was wondering if he just thought, I mean, I just feel like the only thing he has to live for is to kill Norman at this point. And so maybe he thought, well, if I can escape and live long enough to just kill us both at the same time. That's the kind of suicide I could get behind actually happening. Yeah. Something that would just have to kill him, too. I don't and know. Maybe. okay with that. But I don't think he needs to result. I, I so think so he too. can find himself a I gun and so too. shoot Norman and be on his merry way. Yeah, <laughs> In his mind, that's not how it's going to work, but in his mind it could. <laughs> so next we see Norman and everyone walking out of the restaurant. Norman gets in the Mercedes and Norma sits up in the back seat and asks why he isn't starting the car. It's hard laying down back there. He tells her to get back down. He says the people he was having dinner with <laughs> might see her. I love... <laughs> you, hear her, you hear Madeline audibly say, Sorry. <laughs> I think she says, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> that made me wonder what the parting was like once he got out of the bathroom. <laughs> I'm sure he didn't leave with her. Well,
1: never. I think it was just an awkward. 10%. I think it was just an awkward dinner all around with the way Sam and Madeline were talking to each other. The date. She wasn't on her best. You know, you don't meet someone and then go into your daddy issues (laughs) you know
0: (laughs) yeah she obviously had baggage (laughs) that doesn't impress someone
2: (laughs) (laughs) you know I think it was just
1: yeah
3: I see why you're single girl totally yeah so I think it was just put up red flags to me (laughs) just don't
1: set people up people just don't (laughs) Yes!
2: (laughs) <laughs> yes!
3: <laughs> Especially when you're married.
1: Don't, so don't subject a blind date into your bad marriage. <laughs> yes. And
3: he's obviously flirting with her, and she knew it. I mean, it was so obvious uh, when yeah. she mentioned that it would be like a double date when he got interested. Uh, and she was picking so. up on that. She called him a flirt. Yeah,
1: it was just, yeah.
3: Bad idea, Madeline. I
1: think she kind of <laughs> does, too.
3: I think she likes Norman a little bit.
1: And I think she knows she has a cheating husband, and ugh, that's just got to yeah. be tough. No matter how much you tell yourself that you can forgive him, that's yeah, just that got to could... be a hard thing to continue to live with. When you're young and pretty and...
3: Especially when... Leave him. Well, he, <laughs> yeah, and he is obviously yeah, a jerk. It's just kind of an ass. I mean, he can't ever hide the fact that he's a jerk he just uses <laughs> from him every second we've seen him on screen.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, so I, I honestly don't think that Madeline, Madeline, sorry was all about, sorry, I set you up with that guy. I think it was just, sorry, this was a bad dinner. <laughs> <laughs> on several levels. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just wondered how it ended <laughs> to make her say that.
3: <laughs> but yeah, that makes sense. Um, so she looks out the front window and sees Madeline start to cross the street. Norma moves to the side window to get a closer look and says, She looks like me. Why are you having dinner with someone who looks like me? I like that Norman's mind, somewhere in his mind, he is (laughs) (laughs) accepting the fact that she looks just like Norma. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Because I could see it being something he'd totally deny. Norman says she doesn't look like her. See? Yeah. And Norma says, she's me, but ten years younger. Are you going to be one of those guys? Norman says it was just a dinner. Then she starts to open the door and says she is going out. Norman says she can't. And she says, can't I? Cuts to inside a bar. Norman walks in and sits down and orders a bourbon. So this was interesting. That was interesting seeing the him slipping into mm-hmm. the invisible Norma into her. I mean, I guess we've seen it before. It was just, it was an interesting moment. No. We don't see it often. To where he's having a conversation with Air. Right. And all of a sudden, right. that air is his body. Uh, so it cuts to inside a bar. Norman walks in and sits down and orders a bourbon, neat. The bartender serves him, and it shows Norman in the mirror, and it's Norma. The bartender asks how his night is going, and Norman says, it's going. Then it's Norma, and she says, I'm just sick of my job. The bartender asks what he does, and he says he's a caretaker for a mentally ill person. The bartender says, that's a tough gig. Norma says, I don't think he likes me anymore. To make the job a lot harder. I'm like, what the hell am I doing this for anymore? Personal satisfaction? I spend a lot of time alone. Or getting him out of problems he creates by not listening to me, you know. And I just don't like having to do these things. It's getting to me. I need to get out more and see real people. I'm going to have to start cutting my hours. The bartender says he admires that he, doesn't, that he does that work, and it must mean a lot to the guy he's taking care of, even if he can't articulate it. Norma says, he can't, not lately. Norman finishes the drink and orders another one. I thought this was such a good example of exposition that's well done. It's so hard to get feelings and stuff like this out there right. without it being like a stupid phone call right. that a lesser show would do. It was such, to me, I don't know, it's, it should be studied by other writers on how to do well exposition. <laughs> Although not everyone not a can lot do of it this way, because honestly... <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, I mean, this. <laughs> but it was so well done.
1: This scene is so fascinating how it just constantly is switching back between Norma and Norman. And the things that are coming out, it's.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, it. Just the. I don't think he likes me anymore. I constantly have to clean up mess problems he creates. It's who is thinking this? Is it Norman or is it Head Norma? You know, it it just goes back and forth. It's it's so insane.
3: It's so insane, and I think the most telling sentence was, "I um right." Well, and I'm like, what the hell am I doing? I need to go
1: see. I need to see more real people. I need to get out more. I think that right there is Norman saying that, even though it was Norma saying it in the show. It, oh. It's just, I don't know. To me, this scene right here was the convergence of the twain. Like It's like they're having the same thoughts, hmm. but it is different. Uh, I don't know how to articulate. Like,
3: See, the getting out more and seeing real people to me was, we're gonna see more Oh, light, see I saw it as Norman, and then we did
1: it's Norman realizing I like to be around other people I like to be around Madeline I'd like to be around people like her more
3: yeah and I saw as mother being like but see, it's I'm both not that's, hide what I'm trying. that's what I was trying I'm to say It's like
1: there. they're both saying the same thing but it means something different to each yeah, one of them
3: okay
1: it is it is that's
3: it is. a hard concept. But that's the way I see around. it. Both
1: of them could easily say that, but it means something different to each of them. I don't know. It's so interesting. <laughs> and I just loved how they just, sometimes she would only say one or two words and then it's back to Norman and he would say like three words and it's back to her. It's That is just fascinating.
3: Well, I saw that as, kind of one of those things to remind us that it's actually Norman's body. Mm. I didn't know it was his mind actually switching back and forth. I thought it was just mm. a Hollywood thing just trying to remind us that the bartender's actually talking to Norman
1: I think the writers think we're smarter than that. The
3: body of Norman. I think it was oh. us
1: getting a glimpse into Norman's okay. brain. I don't think these writers pander to us like that, huh. but you could be right. But I, mm-hmm. oh, what yeah. I, you know, obviously we see it two different ways. But I saw it as this is what's going on in Norman's head. Sometimes it's her talking, sometimes it's him, and he is starting to confuse who's who. Well, the title also suggests well, the title. Would when so he goes would home, he puts fun. on her dress.
2: <laughs> 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 he becomes her. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I love
3: it. <laughs> and I love the thought that that is his how do actual you? literal kind of actually putting a dress on. Like, I, I'm, I'm standing I'm by that the lingerie in the background was all fake.
1: Especially seeing how crappy, messy the whole house is. Why would the bathroom be that clean? <laughs> so, no, you're absolutely right. Right but I wouldn't mind seeing him put on her hose. (laughs) And a little camisole. I'd be up for that. (laughs) Yep. Um, Lipstick. Okay. I think we're just going to see more of this. So I just. Well, it'll be
3: interesting to see where Norman is at next episode. Um, Very interested to see that.
1: Okay, so then we see Chick sitting at a table at a bar writing, and we hear a voiceover of Chick saying, even though she wasn't there except in his mind, she was dead, but what did that matter? How different is that from any relationship? How much do we project onto our mates? And why the hell do we need so much anyways? Is happiness, in a sense, just a creation of the
2: mind?
3: (laughs) (laughs) You know, I have to admit, (laughs) I spent a great deal of time thinking about that sentence is happiness in a sense just the creation of the mind onto his philosophy and gave it a lot of thought. <laughs> just in my downtime. Sure. Well it kind of is. Everything is. Our minds make everything totally.
1: And happiness is just and can decide so subjective. So yeah, it's let me create <laughs>
2: absolutely <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, chick looks up just as Caleb walks in the bar chick walks up to him and says of all the gin joints and all the towns and all the world
3: <laughs> it's like is it really <laughs> <laughs> this was an interesting meeting Was that this was an interesting
1: oh sure meeting yeah
3: from how it was left between these I two was places. just
1: thinking is it really that big of a coincidence to run into someone at a bar in white pine bay <laughs>
2: <laughs>
3: I know. <laughs> there can't be that many gin joints for one. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Especially one that those two. Sure, this is exactly
1: to. the kind of bar both of those. I'm sure there's guys some
3: hoity-toity ones.
1: I just love how they get some in a fight very... and like no one even. Right. Everyone's still just playing pool. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I don't know. What was up with the money? I don't to the know, <laughs> I don't know if that's a thing.
2: <laughs> 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 um, okay, Chick sits down next it. to Caleb.
1: Caleb tells him not to mess with him. Chick says, That's funny. You're saying that to someone you beat up, left for dead, stole all their money, and ruined their life. Caleb reminds them that he almost got him and Dylan killed. Chick says, Dylan, enormous kid. Your kid.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: so beautiful and it's like simplicity. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, Caleb tells him not to talk about her like that or he will kill him. Chick says, We don't have to talk about how you raped your sister. <laughs> I love Chick. Um, (laughs) Caleb attacks Chick. Caleb tells him, if if he talks like that about her again, he will kill him. He lets go of Chick, and they stare at each other, and Chick says, holy shit, you just found out. Caleb says to leave him alone, and then he goes outside, and Chick follows him. Caleb says she wouldn't kill herself. He told her he warned her about Norman. He says he told her Norman was going to snap someday, but she didn't listen to him. Chick says maybe he doesn't know Norman the way he thinks he does. Caleb says he's not going to get away with it and walks off.
3: I loved that Caleb Mm -mm. took this mental turn. I didn't expect it, actually. Yep. I loved that he drew on what he knew of Norman and that last last conversation he had with Norma. And all of a sudden yeah, was I like, like chick. oh, no, nope, she didn't do this. And I thought, I liked how Chick told him. Yeah, totally so when, when, when Chick says Norman.
1: maybe Caleb doesn't know Norman as well as I think he does, What? what's Chick talking about?
3: I don't know. And I think if Caleb and Chick were better yeah. friends, they could have had a better conversation about this. And Chick could have gleaned more information. But the fact is, they're not. Caleb's not interested in talking to him. Yes. But, <laughs> I do know, like Chick that. Like, oh, I'm going to follow but, this guy. <laughs> this is interesting. I find it, I find it I really interesting he Caleb says
1: that. Be, and it's be, I, I mean, don't like understand Chick it means. because Chick knows things about Norman that nobody else knows. So it's like he's defending. Yeah, yeah. Like, hey, don't pick on Norman. You don't know him as well as you think. You know, it's like I would have thought Chick would have said, like,
2: yeah <laughs> <laughs> Norman, that is an interesting subject <laughs> so yeah I <I've,
1: laughs> me too I'm a little confused by that line. I
3: don't yeah I found that odd I, I don't odd, know what chick meant but by it's that chick so I'm used to odd
1: yeah, chick knows Norman's secret, and that's just weird. He knows he no, dug up his no. mother and that's all nobody. you need to know. <laughs>
2: yes. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but there's so much more, Sue.
2: <laughs>
1: that's
3: just I to knew someone who did that. I would
1: can. not be like, hey, give him a break. You don't know what it was you think you.
2: Those would not be my thoughts. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's all a big mystery. We do not know, know. the conversations those two We need had. all the
2: episodes now. I need to know all.
3: <laughs> I need to know them now. Next, we see Norman walk into Norma's room. He opens her closet and pulls out a dress and holds it up to himself in the mirror. Cuts to a cab pulling up to the house and Caleb gets out. He runs to the front door and tries to open it, but it's locked. He grabs a hoe and breaks one of the windows next to the door and reaches in and locks it. <laughs> and unlocks it. <laughs> what? I spelled hoe like a hoe. Like a... <laughs> well, I thought that was weird. And then I thought, am I wrong? But no, it's I didn't H-O-E. Put an e on it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry. he goes inside and runs around the house yelling for norman he goes down to the cellar and yells norman's name then he opens the door to the walk-in freezer and sees frozen norma he just stands there processing for a very
1: long time how can your brain (laughs) wrap itself around that i don't know can you imagine no oh It's just, (laughs) I just can't imagine. (laughs) It's just
3: so horrific. (laughs) God. Oh, man. Just then Norman walks up behind him wearing the dress and a blonde wig and whacks him in the back and Caleb falls. Then Chick walks up behind Norman and says, holy shit. Norman turns around and says, well, now you know, Chick, I'm still alive and scene <laughs> and fin. oh that was so good oh uh,
1: that was the best ending in the world I know it was so good so good ah oh. man I'm just uh, I can't wait to see the continuance of this going <laughs> <laughs> I cannot wait for next week. I <laughs> no. So, um, well, okay, do you have a what the bit moment? Oh,
3: gosh, I forgot, again. Um, I'm sure I've already said it. Let's see. Yeah. I, I'm
1: gonna go with our recent conversation about chick, <laughs> like, yeah. Seemingly defending Norman to Caleb. <laughs> <laughs> That's a noodle scratcher. <laughs> yes.
3: <laughs> That's a good one at the bip, for sure. Yep.
1: Um rating wise, I think I would give this I'm gonna go with a solid four. I liked it better than last week's, of course, chick being in it, you know,
3: raised it, yeah,
1: raised it a little bit, but i still I can't give it like anything higher than a four,
3: no, I can't give it higher than a four, but I think four is very fair it oh the the tension it built for me that first time watching was incredible, yeah the investment I have in these characters Mm -hmm. and the great, you know, just the powder keg that it is. Yeah. It's just incredible. And I felt it fully. Yeah.
1: I mean, for a TV show to, like, make you feel those kind of
3: emotions (laughs) strongly. (laughs) Yeah. It's gotta be good. (laughs) And, you know, it was for Caleb, but it was also for characters I care about Way uh-huh. more than Caleb, and just it was a it was a clashing of the fact that I felt this much for Caleb, but kind of projecting my feelings on. I'm going to go through this with characters I really care about. Yeah, yeah. This is going to be hell. I'm yeah, not if ready. It's, I'm if it's not.
1: This bad about Caleb. Just oh, it's going to be bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, tell us what you think. Send us feedback to yesmotherpodcast at com. Join the Twitter. Join the Facebook. I'd really be interested to hear what you guys
3: think. What did you think of that? What was happening at the bar? Yeah. What? And any of the points we brought up and discussed and yeah. saw differently. Yeah. Chime in. And... I guess
1: we're going to move on to a slight spoilery thing.
3: Yeah, we're going to move on after the music to the to discuss what we saw in the preview for next episode.
1: Yep. So if you don't want to hear anything like that, then enjoy the music and turn it off. <laughs>
3: yep. <laughs> and we'll see you next week.
1: Until next week, chill your own ass. Bye. This should be one of those pauses you edit out.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What?
3: (laughs) I'm trying to fit it the whole thing into Twitter. Okay. Does this make sense? (laughs) Question. When Norman gets that brown dress and holds it up to himself, the mirror reflected Norman. So he wasn't mother then? That's good. That makes sense. And I only have two extra characters, so I can't really do much else. Nope.
1: She'll know okay. what you're talking about.
3: Okay. Tweet. <laughs> 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 That's how you send a tweet. It says, tweet. Oh, by the way, I, uh, so, this is great. Um, Ryan Hurst mm-hmm. put out a tweet, um, let's see, let's just it says, currently accepting submissions for tentative Chick Hogan memoir titles.
2: <laughs>
3: and it was 1.30 in the morning, so I wasn't at my best, but I came up with three. <laughs> and he retweeted two of them, and Ville Farmiga liked one of them. <laughs>
2: what did you say?
3: I said, leaves or leaves, money is money. <laughs> and I don't have a dog. That's one he tweeted and then, <laughs> let me get it right, Reflections and Boar Jerky and Other Important Life Matters. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I could come up with better ones if it wasn't thirty in the morning. <laughs> but he did like those two, and I got... You want to
1: hug it out? <laughs> <laughs> no, those are good. Those are hilarious.
3: I thought maybe we could come up with a couple more. And I could send them to him. We don't have to do it at the moment.
2: Right. Huh?
3: I Put it back in my head. Start thinking about it, yes.
1: <laughs> Six months later, we're still sending him to him. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> oh.
2: <laughs>
3: He's like, I really was just trying to engage with you guys during the session. <laughs>
1: It comes down to like restraining orders and stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Well,
3: I was mostly pleased with him, his pleas with memoirs, because I wasn't quite. I thought he was writing a novel based on like using Norman as a muse. (laughs) Yes. But he called them memoirs.
2: (laughs) I like that a lot. (laughs) And it, too. (laughs)
1: <laughs> Wait, what was the name of his sculpture? The Orphan... Or what was um, it?
3: Native Orphan.
1: <laughs> native Orphan, yes. Memoirs of a Native Orphan.
3: <laughs> <laughs> All right, down, down.
1: <laughs> it's starting to sound switchy.
3: Is it because I was moving? Is it still switchy? Just barely audible. Okay. I, I'm just wearing cords. I was wondering. And I was like leaning down. I was wondering if you were like hearing cords. Zip, zip, oh, zip, zip.
5: <rire> <Okay>. <rire> elle avait des bagues à chaque doigt, des tas de bracelets autour des poignets, et puis elle chantait avec une voix qui site au Elle avait des yeux, des yeux d'opale Qui me fascinaient, qui me fascinaient Il y avait le val de son visage pâle De femme fatale qui me fut fatale De femme fatale qui me fut fatale On s'est connu, on s'est reconnus On s'est perdu de vue, on s'est perdu de vue On s'est retrouvés, on s'est réchauffés Puis on s'est séparés Chacun pour soi est reparti Dans le tourbillon de la vie Je l'ai revu un soir, aïe, aïe, aïe Ça fait déjà un femme bail Ça fait déjà un femme bail Au son des banjos, je l'ai reconnu Ce curieux sourire qui m'avait tant plu Sa voix si fatale, son beau visage pâle Mais mûre plus que jamais Je me suis saoulée en l'écoutant, l'alcool fait oublier le temps. Je me suis réveillée en sentant, des baisers sur mon front brûlant, des baisers sur mon front brûlant. On s'est connus, on s'est reconnus, on s'est perdu de vue, on s'est perdu de vue. On s'est retrouvés, on s'est séparés, puis on s'est réchauffés. Chacun pour soi est reparti dans le tourbillon de la vie. Je l'ai revue un soir là là elle est retombée dans mes bras elle est retombée dans mes bras Quand on s'est connu quand on s'est reconnu pourquoi se perdre de vue se reperdre de vue quand on s'est retrouvé, quand on s'est réchauffé, pourquoi se séparer alors tous deux on l'air partis dans le tourbillon de la vie on a continué à tourner tous les deux enlacés tous les deux enlacés
1: all right. Okay. So, man.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> For the stuff that's coming up next week, I had to watch it like two or three times because I was like, did I just see what I. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah.
3: Okay. So, the biggest element to me. Is that uh, Caleb seems to be in some sort of shared fantasy about Norma being alive. Yes. What
1: the bip.
3: All I can think. Okay, this is my conclusion I just had to draw. Is that he suffered a traumatic brain injury.
1: That's what I think
3: too. And he's just kind of half out of it. That's got to be what it is. I think it's actually could be an emotional injury (laughs) from seeing his sister and then having it combined with a knock on the head. Right. Because it looked to me like Norman got his back, but I guess he got his head. And if you look carefully at the previews, you can see dried blood down his face. Half of his face. Right. So I'm thinking, well, we just saw one whack and it was
1: definitely to his back. So Caleb fell. Maybe he gets whacked again in the head. Okay.
3: Maybe so. Maybe Chick helps him out. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So here, the only thing I can come up with is that it's also very possible that combined with a brain injury, he's suffering some sort of mental breakdown seeing Norma's body. Sure. And Norman in a wig acting like her. So he's seen Norman be Norma before in his hotel room. Right. So I think some sort of mental breakdown and a traumatic brain injury is converging into this shared fantasy kind of a thing. I don't know if it's a shared fantasy, but he's seen real Norma and he's like hugging her corpse. Right. Right. But I'm guessing when we see the, like, talking to him as a sister, it's uh, Norman
1: Norman. in the wick. Mm -hmm. I agree. And I don't think it's going to go on for very long.
3: No, I think that is, I think there's only going to be a few moments of consciousness, to be honest.
1: That's what I think, too. That's why earlier when I said it could only last like five minutes. Yeah,
3: that's his death scene we're seeing we are that's what i
1: think too i think i think caleb kind of regains a little bit of consciousness sees norma's corpse like crawls over to her hugs her i I don't think it lasts very long and and then i think the final like mortal blow happens Mm -hmm. so but man seeing it creeped the crap out of me oh,
2: man.
1: i was not at all expecting that <laughs> <laughs> i thought the next episode was gonna open with a dead caleb i thought he was dead
3: yeah me too
1: so yeah i'm really excited to see where it goes but i kind of well we have thought we've got to be right and we've been so wrong maybe maybe Caleb and Norman or Norma spend a long time in the freezer together I don't know maybe I I don't
3: don't see Norman letting Caleb live he hates him he really really I think so and I kind of
1: I kind of think Caleb is who that funeral pyre is for that me too that that chick does. I think it's some sort of cleansing, cleansing ritual, forgiving ritual. Mm -hmm. that chick does his soul needs. Well, man, he just watched a guy open a freezer and see his dead sister in there. That's, you know, (laughs) and then his nephew with a wig on. (laughs) (laughs) You know, for, you know, I think Dick is just man. <laughs> he deserves a some sort of <laughs> burial. <laughs> <laughs> <Yep. laughs> Sorry, that's that I'm predicting that's who the funeral pyre is for, is that it's Caleb. Yep, me too. Um how great
3: was the little dinner scene.
1: <laughs> oh man, and we have that to look forward to.
3: I'm so excited for that. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> just Didn't more fodder. Hear her. he's like oh okay
1: <laughs> <laughs> i just cannot wait to see that um we see romero in the woods or something so yeah i maybe he did escape or or maybe the judge is like you know what instead of a transfer you're right that was punitive this guy's done enough time yeah maybe he
3: gets maybe to be he in just... front of another judge that's not mm-hmm. as harsh and, yeah, and maybe he just gets looks at the time situation. served. You know, that's a good idea. Yeah, so and maybe in the he same, just it looks like in the same lighting we see Norma with a gun and mm-hmm. a suit, almost like the convergence. Like we mm-hmm. see Norma wearing what Norman was wearing.
1: Yeah, we see Norma with a gun, so.
3: I can only assume it, this is, like, some sort of showdown, but I don't think it's the real showdown.
1: No. Between
3: her, Norman, and Romero.
1: It could be an escaping Caleb. Hmm. I don't know. But there's also that quick scene where Norma is, like, in Norman's face, and she's like, you got to shoot him right through the head, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, I don't know who that... I don't know if that's Romero. I don't know. I'm so excited to see. <laughs> yeah. And that's all I can think of to talk about from what's going to be on next week. The other thing that we ha- we were discussing from Me Taco was the, uh, the picture of Dylan and Emma with the child.
3: Right. And I'll just, like, right here, I will insert the earlier recording. Okay. Okay. So, Enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> Those pictures Sue saw of Dilemma with an older Katie were taken I'm just going to read this It says they were taken at the very end of filming So I'm guessing there will be a time jump epilogue in the last episode hmm. So kind of like a Harry Potter yeah. ending
1: That'd be awesome That means they're alive
3: That means they're alive that is kind of is. Maybe you should yeah. edit that out.
1: <laughs> yeah, maybe edit okay. that part out and we'll put it in the spoiler section.
3: Okay, we're back. What were you going to say?
1: I I can't think of anything else from the what's going to be on next week that I, I needed to discuss.
3: Oh, I thought you were going to have more thoughts about Emma. I mean...
1: Oh. Oh. Um... No, I I just forgot that you could just slip the recording in. Oh
3: Yeah. (laughs) Editing magic. I forgot about the magic of (laughs) editing.
1: So I thought we were going to, like, have the discussion again. But nope, uh -uh. that works. So.
3: So, yeah. Is that it, then? Yeah, I guess. I mean, it's really interesting that... I guess those are probably what she's referring to or some leaked photos from the set. Well, if I saw yeah how did you see him do you know
1: i think on our facebook group i think someone posted them
3: oh because i don't
1: search it out
3: no and you don't even see twitter and that's Mm -hmm. where you'll like just have them on your newsfeed, and you're like whoa
1: yeah no i think someone posted some photos and that just happened to be one of them and i was like oh so i think it's on our facebook page that's got it i wouldn't have seen it any other way there's no way Okay. Unless I just happened to see something on a feed and I clicked on it, but I don't know that rarely happens. So, so yeah. All right, are you there?
3: Yeah, I'm just scrolling yeah. trying to find the picture.
1: Oh. Yeah. Oh,
3: here we go. Yeah. Wow. Is it on the looks, face? Yeah, it's on our Facebook page. She looks like she's like
1: like six, five,
3: five or six. Yeah. yeah. Hollywood North Buzz. Um, <laughs> they're definitely in their character outfits. Right. I'm just wondering if they did... Do they do any recording in California? Or is it was all in Vancouver? I thought it was all in Vancouver.
1: Uh, I have no idea.
3: I don't know. It, maybe more people know more about it, but why is she necessarily their daughter on the show? What if she's...
1: I don't know. She could be anyone, really. That's what I was saying before. Like... Maybe it's just a candid shot of a little kid on the set. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's the camera guy's daughter, you know?
3: hmm Yeah.
1: Doesn't mean it's necessarily Katie. But
3: it very well could be. And but that, it could be. That would definitely make them come out alive. Alive. Right. And I like the some sort of epilog thing years later, but I just wonder who else would be included in that. Would they like go and see Norman oh, in the hospital? Chick doing a book tour.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh boy. That's funny. I don't know. I don't know either. Oh well, I guess we'll we'll see that someday. <laughs> we'll know the answer to it in about eight weeks. <laughs> we'll see that in the next eight weeks. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So, all I, right. do. I
3: I really, when they brought a baby on, I thought, they're not going to kill them. They can't kill them now. They really can't.
1: I don't think they will. That's just,
3: why do that to us? <laughs> that would, why? would make them just absolute monsters. <laughs> I know. It's like, okay,
1: you killed Norma and we're all dealing with it. Because you brought us <laughs> right. head Norman Norma. You don't. <laughs> Don't bring a baby in and then kill one of the parents or both. Or both. That ain't cool. <laughs> <That's>
3: <laughs> <You know? horrible. laughs> Especially parents that we love. Yeah, yeah. It's just <laughs> you just change the dynamic entirely. <laughs> yeah. It's just the rules of fiction. It's it's Carrie and
1: Carlton's way of saying, okay, we're sorry about Norma, but we had to do that.
3: <laughs> yeah. Here's a
2: baby. This tells you. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Cool, well Alright Next week, I guess Yay Alright, everyone Whoever stuck around for the spoiler section We'll see you later We'll see you next week Alright